Hot mics, hot mics. Oh, here we go. You see it? Yeah, I see it. I don't see it. Don't. It's right there in broad daylight. People watching already. <laughs> Early arrivals. Off to a hot start. <laughs> We're on fire. <laughs> Steph Curry in the first minute. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, break a record tonight. <laughs> you, see, you, see, you see Steph out there running the hills in Dubai. No, no. He's out in the sand, and then Kenny Smith tried to do it too. <laughs> Kenny didn't look too comfortable. But, um, yeah, so I was out there, Miami Carnival. Yeah. Um, I got into some trouble, man. Really? <laughs> Are we talking, like, federal crimes or? No, man. Fisticuffs? So I ran into, I ran into this, uh, this girl I know from school. Bethune? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Her, she was out there. She was in a band, with a band, but, um, and, um, we took a picture. The, she just was, she was with her sister, yeah, and we took a picture. Okay. And, um, I wasn't even thinking anything of it. I didn't think anything of the picture at all. I took a picture right there, boom, boom. Yeah. And then she posted it. She posted it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not learn your lesson? <laughs> the problem is. You I, literally told the story. But I about this, I, 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 I honestly, like, I, I didn't even think anything of. I didn't think any. I didn't think anything of. I didn't think yeah. she was gonna post it. I didn't think. Um, it, it it caught me a little bit off guard. Like, oh, take a picture, you know. But whatever. But when she posted it, she did do. I thought she did a decent job. She said, hey, "I ran into my dog, or whatever." <laughs> uh, you know, it's like rather than this guy smashed me later that night. <laughs> That was not the case. Okay, I'll just, you know, <laughs> she could have intimated that. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but listen, so when that posted, when it got posted, then it's like, oh, you know, you know, then you get um, messages. I didn't know that, that she's like, you know, close friends with this person. I had no idea. <laughs> so how am I supposed to know these things? That's what uh, I, but see, that's what my point is. Like, you should have learned your lesson from that earlier picture and assume the worst. But what am I supposed to do? Like, hey, no pictures? What am yeah. I? <laughs> I mean, what am I? <laughs> I'm a confidential guy. <laughs> no pictures. No pictures at this time. <laughs> you could you could keep this for your age. personal collection, but not to be posted on any social media form. I don't think you could pull, pull that card. I think you got to do where it's, you, you, you got to get, I think the key is you got to get another person at least in the picture. Got to go key. with the group picture. That's the key. Anytime you just have the two-person like, like, picture. Like, because, okay, so she was, so she took the picture. I have to say, oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, let somebody else take the picture. Let's all get it. Yes, back. yes. That, that, that's the move. That is the move. No, yeah. See, no, that's wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't get old for no reason. I'm over here with wisdom, man. I like that move, man. Yeah, no, you absolutely got to do that. Just make, you know, or, or like just, you know, set it up where you're, you're, there's just enough people in the, the kind of the background. It's, that's not like a two-person picture. Yeah. That's the key to everything, man. I think so. 
Group picture. Group pictures. <laughs> Couples pictures are never good. <laughs> Unless you're really about that life. <laughs> Which we know despite your best efforts. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. That's too funny though. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, let's get somebody else to think. (laughs) (laughs) Where am I at here? That's too funny. Once again, you guys are back. Back on the Bench Podcast with Bubba and Bank, home of sports, music, and mayhem. Taking a small break from the music. I actually had a plan to um, put together some of Bay Bubs, who's a friend of the show, some of his latest IG clips. We'll get that on next week. He's dropped a couple. He's dropping a ton, man. Yeah. You know what's interesting is... Uh, <laughs> Went with the shirt off the last one. Went with the shirt off. You always got to love the, the, the shirt off from an out-of-shape guy. <laughs> Not super fat, but just like, if you went to the gym, it could do you some good. <laughs> exactly. But, you know... Might be time to redo your membership <laughs> at the gym, man. <laughs> but what's funny... It's, it's they, like, got a, they got a special at Planet Fitness. <laughs> It's a couple of things when I listen to them always, and it, and it, it all it comes from. It, it seems like it comes from a place of hate when I really think about it, but it doesn't. Place of hate because he's my he's my cousin, okay. but he's also like one of my favorite artists now, right? Yeah. So when like for example, first of all, when you listen to him, I'm like, you know, because I used to rap when I was his age and younger, and I wanted to be. I thought I was gonna be the best rapper in the family. Like I, there was no one else to challenge me. Yeah. That's clearly <laughs> or over. so you thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's over. And then you have like uh, so he posts he posts so much and it's like it's free. These this is like just free music he's putting out. Yeah. And so I tell him I say you know, hey man, you might want to save some of this. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he's just, just put out free bars and he's like, like crazy. I mean like you're gonna put it on a song like and yeah. he doesn't reuse these like these are just empty sixteen bars he just puts out and puts on social media and he doesn't reuse them. Yeah. For a song. And then he does songs with people like guys like you would never hear of um, just because he's friends with him and stuff. And he'll just go crazy on it and he won't <laughs> reuse that verse. I'm like, hey, nobody's going to hear this song. Nobody knows this guy. This guy's <laughs> terrible. And yeah. Then I got to listen to this song. You can reuse this verse. <laughs> and um, I'm like, you know, and, and I'm telling him, he's like, no, man, you know, like I have a lot more. Like I have so much more. And I'm thinking in my head, you can't have a lot. You can't have us more than this, man. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta save some of this. He's but not he worried. Continues to go. He's, He's not, not worried, worried at it's all. A limited clip, man. You're 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 projecting. You ran out of gas, and he did. <laughs> I definitely ran out of shit to say. And I'm like, yo, you know, you're gonna run out of shit to say, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, you know, just just, just d- drop the hate, embrace the love, man. <laughs> If the man says he's got more bars, he's got more bars. <laughs> I guess so, man. It would be a sad day, though, like if he just kind of sitting on the toilet one day and like, fuck, I'm, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> well, uh, we have a pretty good show for you guys today. We have the Luminaire podcast. Uh, CJ is going to come in and join us and, and talk um, uh, some things that he has going on with his podcast coming up and some of the content that they're driving. And also, of course, you know, we're home of sports, music, and mayhem. So we got some NBA, NFL, some some crazy, unique stories going on in the world of sports and entertainment today. Um, and we're going to get to that. I got to circle back. to Was there a moment when you like you just knew you lost the title? Oh, yeah. yeah what was yeah. that moment? Uh, big finance when I heard that song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what was your reaction? Like, huh? Just damn. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not even his best song, but that's better than all of my songs I have made. That's good. That's good. Oh, the uh, my dad has a good story. He used to race motorcycles, and um, he, the moment when he knew he would never be like a, a real champion, he was riding at a track, and there was there was a young guy, like a eighteen year old guy, and my dad thought he was flying. He thought he was riding as good as he possibly could. And this other guy who's 18 years old, like, passes my dad using a line that my dad didn't think you could possibly ride without crashing. And then my dad knew. It's like, I'm never going to be a champion. (laughs) (laughs) But to his credit, that 18-year-old guy ended up being, like, a seven-time national champion. So you lost to the right guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, Once again, uh, On The Best Podcast, we're available on all, and I do mean all podcast streaming platforms. Um, including here on YouTube. Please like, share, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Um, so, uh, you and know, tag motherfuckers. Yeah. That, I just heard about that. Yeah. Just tag somebody. That's it. If you like us, tag somebody. Tag a friend. Even if you don't like us, tag, tag an enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you think we're total crap, yeah. tag somebody you hate so they have to listen so they have to, to us. <laughs> <laughs> Subject them to our brand of violence. That's the way to go. That is the way to go. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking on the way over here. You don't remember. I don't like. I don't remember a lot of my teachers' names. You only remember the teachers that you know, whatever something connected, or you know, whatever. You know what the first thing as you're saying that was in seventh grade middle school. There was a music teacher with really big boobies, and as you're saying that, I'm thinking about yeah, like the music teacher with big boobies. <laughs> can't tell you her name at all <laughs> but i remember the boobies <laughs> <laughs> this particular teacher i had was uh actually in college dr man's what man's what man's what oh okay yeah yeah she was haitian a haitian uh, professor okay um and you know it was funny because i don't even remember was that the first haitian woman you had <laughs> no <man. laughs> I only remember two professors, and that's her and that's uh, Mr. Caputo, as far as the names and stuff like that, because yeah. I, I remember all of them, but it's just uh, direct names. And Mr. Caputo is the one who got me into radio broadcasting, so I'll never forget. He taught me a lot of stuff. Uh, Dr. Mansuet, though, I only remember her for this one particular reason. So we would take our class, and pretty much almost everyone hated her because she was <laughs> she was really, really strict and just zero zero nonsense and um i remember one time we were you know we had to have an assignment in or something it was something to that effect a project or assignment or something and this girl um was trying to explain to her why she didn't have her assignment or project ready and she was just saying oh you know um you know my mom is in the hospital and my sister's having a baby and it's just a lot going on right now and um you know i, I, I appreciate if i can have an extension and um, Miss Dr. Mansuet said, "Was well, is, your, is your is your mom dying?" The girl said, "No." And she said, um, "Does your sister have the baby yet?" The girl said, "No." She says, "Well, <laughs> it's not funny," but she was just like, "Well, you know, worst case scenario, you know, if your mom did pass or if your sister did have the baby, you know, what really could you do at that time? What could what really what really could you have done?" Right. You have, you know, you, you're, you're, you're in college. You know, you have things to do. Um, also, it's a bad excuse because I'll give you plenty of time to do this project. Um, so you, you could, you really could have, have, no have anticipated the passing <laughs> of your mother. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's just, it, 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 you know, you think about it, it's just that when, you know, shit happens in life to a lot of people, man. Bad stuff happens. Unfortunate things happen. Life happens. And and it can happen to the people around you and closer in your life. But you still got to handle and do your shit. You know, you can't not go to work or not, you know, get something in or not pay a bill because worst case scenario, you, you, you know, your mom is passing or your fucking, you know, your brother just got shot or something like, you know, you got to take care of what you can take care of. Let the doctors take care of what they could take care of. And when you get done taking care of what you need to take care of, then you can go for the emotional support. <laughs> exactly. Because at that time, that's all you have. No, I, I think that's brilliant. I mean, like, like there's a level where like your bills, your job do not give a damn about you. Yeah. Like your only function is to make them get paid or do the job you're paid to do. And that's a reality. And you have to accept that. And like you know, whatever's going on outside of that does not matter to the job and it does not matter to your bills. Right. And you got to you know accept that and live that. And again, that's that is that other thing where it's like when certain things are happening, like like legitimately, if you're not a doctor, like you don't have a damn thing to do. Right. You know, you're just going to be on standby in a waiting room or a living room somewhere in case somebody needs you to do something. It's it's not realistic. Like I've never been big on on people just shutting down when things happen. And I also think it's unhealthy that you kind of like can get stuck like dwelling on something that you have no control over. There you go. You know, you really don't. If somebody's sick, if somebody's having a baby or not having a baby, like, you just can't do anything unless you are, like, a legit medical professional. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, this, the quicker you adapt to certain realities of life, the better off you're going to be. Uh, that's it, man. CJ, you want to join us, man? <laughs> that's why I drove over here. <laughs> What's happening? Not much. I like your, your your carefulness too, man. A lot of people trip over wires, yeah, hit the camera. Yeah, we had a guy do that last week. Stuff is not cheap. <laughs> yeah, man. That's why you're struggling earlier. Yeah, right? I know. There's something <laughs> about these chairs. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, this is uh, CJ with the Luminaire Podcast that yes, you're sir. starting up and getting out. Yes, sir. Right, right. Yes, uh, uh, any 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 comments? Uh, what we were just talking about there, man, about my professor, Doctor Manswet. Man, she is spot on with the idea of you ain't got nothing to do with that. Right. You got to either take care of your business or you just fail the class. Period. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what's that's what, that's that's what's at uh, hand at the moment. So. No, I think uh, I yeah I'm I'm big on that. I really feel you you have to do what you can you know, control and you can't get too out of whack worrying about things that are going to be beyond your control. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. So, uh, Luminaire Podcast, man. What? What? So, I, you know, of course, we check their IG page out and things yeah, like that because you have some, that. you have some clips up for sure. And, and what is that, that handle uh, for the people that's that's watching? The Luminary Panel. Panel. The Luminary Panel. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and sort of what, uh, what what kind of issues are you guys tackling and things, uh, you know, discussions you guys are having on there? Yeah. So basically, the Luminary Panel is for aspiring entrepreneurs so what we do here is we kind of use the established entrepreneur to give their story their background about how they started what they did to get through adversity like the teacher did or explained mm -hmm. and we use that to inspire the masses that are thinking about becoming entrepreneurs so for example for you guys to start this it wasn't easy but i'm sure you had mentors you had people online that kind of put you in position to learn from them 
from their mistakes. Right. So we're using the mistakes into lessons and then, you know. So are you an, an entrepreneur yourself beyond the podcast or is this just a lane that you feel like, you know, you're almost like a liaison to the aspiring entrepreneur and the one who's kind of been through the rodeo? Yeah, that's a great question. So I actually started in the entrepreneurship world. So I actually had a couple clothing brands that I started on my own that I didn't know much about, but I knew I wanted to do something outside of the nine to five. So once I did that and fell miserably, I knew that I needed answers. I didn't know how to get it. So what I did was find mentors. I asked some questions and I'm like, okay, it dawned on me to think, okay, if I, if I need questions, I'm sure people in my similar situation may need questions too. Right. So then I became a master networker where I'd be able to, you know, connect with people and be the liaison between, you know, myself and the things I want to accomplish. And from there, I was like, all right, let's 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 start a panel where we can help these people, like, tremendously. So Right, so you're always going to have, uh, is it going to be the same panel, the same group of people that's going to be on, this, on the podcast every every time? Or are you going to, is it going to be like a rotating, rotation, different yeah. people? That's a great question, too. So every week, we do someone different. Um, okay. No matter the, the field, it could be podcasting, it could be a doctor, a lawyer, um, it could be a teacher, it could be anybody in the field, but more so we're tapping into the deepest secrets of why or how they got through the adversity that they did to get to that point. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's I think that's what makes it so unique um, because, again, a lot of people can do a podcast, but the uniqueness is what sells. Mm-hmm. Like for you guys, you guys don't give a a trick <laughs> about what y'all talking about yeah. so it makes it fun that's why you guys are so engaging yeah so for us we found a niche that i think is needed um i actually had a good conversation with this guy named rupert meganot he's a orlando preneur uh, basically he helped start um a couple billion do- billion dollar companies and a couple million dollar companies but neither here there he's like there's only five percent of small businesses that's that are actually successful mm. but that's out of like 95%. So if we can help that 5% get to 10%, we made a, a great deal of work. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You, you, I, you got Chris here saying he's definitely going to check out that podcast. I like the uh, I like the lane. And now, I mean, I'm not, not even confined necessarily to entrepreneurship. I know that's your focus. But I just feel like a lot of younger people in general, like, they don't know what they want to do and they don't know how to get there. And to me, they don't know what it looks like when you're doing it. And you'll sit there and say, I want to go into this field. And, you know, you have an expectation, but is it real? You know, like, you know, again, some people are like, active engaging people and they're going into a field that's going to have them like locked down at a desk with mm-hmm. minimal un- human interaction mm-hmm. that's not going to be a good fit for you yep. you know or you're you're a very small person your know, personality a timid person and you want to be something that's going to require a lot of personal mm-hmm. you know charisma and and salesmanship now you can learn some of that to a degree but to me, like getting knowledge from mentors or, or information that's going to put you in a position to understand what you're actually trying to do and what it looks like day to day. I think there's a disconnect between basically, like you'd say, like the young student aspiring community and then the connection, the people that are actually doing it and know how to do it. Exactly. And that's where we become the middle man in between the two. Yeah, I like that. I, like and, that. Um, I think the biggest thing for a lot of people is they're chasing something that's not there. Right. And what I mean by that is they don't know their passion, so they're not fulfilled in what they're looking to do. So, for example, 
in the beginning of my career, I was clothing. I thought it was clothing. But once I sat down, I was like, okay, what do I really like doing? I like to communicate. I like talking to people. Okay, how can I build something that aligns with that and also helps other people in my same situation? You know what I mean? Yeah, so I get that. From now, now I'm the happiest I've ever been in years because of it. That's solid. Now, the, I will take a, a minor issue, and I, and I yeah. saw one of your clips that, that talked about finding that thing that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. I think you uh, you need to understand your skill set and mm-hmm. find the passion there. But uh, uh, one of my old college roommates gave me a great piece of advice. Mm-hmm. He was talking to my son about like, you know, where, where do you, how do you start a business and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And his advice was this, and I thought it made a lot of sense. Watch people, but watch what bothers them. Watch mm-hmm. what inconveniences them. And if you could find a solution to what inconveniences and bothers people, you have a business. That's good, yeah. And it's not always about like, hey, my, my daughter, she loves the clothing, and she's like, I want to be a designer. And clothes is like, there's a million of those people already. Exactly. Like, what can you do that's going to be, that's going to solve a different problem? That's good, yeah. You know, and I think that, you know, you can use your skill set, which you're passionate about and, 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 and motivates you and drives you, but I also think if you're going to be successful, you have to fill a need or fix a problem oh, absolutely. that makes life better or easier for people around you and that's where the money is yep, you know people will pay for something that gives them convenience that gives them something that they value or yep. that they don't want to do that's good yeah yeah sort of like us here <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to have to buy this equipment and that's right. We'll just Hook rent all it. this stuff up and just rent it. And, 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 and that's the thing. That's why this this is a business that we're here. Um, you know, but it's a business we're happy to support here at O Rap Studios. That's right. Um that's also right. one of the best recording studios for all you artists out there. You come through, check out. Um but yeah, man, uh it, it, it I love all of that because um that's for sure a lot of people um especially you know, I, I don't know when the tide changed, but uh, entrepreneurship became such a huge like. It was one of the, it was one of the buzzwords like I don't know X years, amount of years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. And, um, and 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 a lot of people, man, because you know, the, the nine to five, you know, a, a lot of people just, a lot of people also, man. They, I don't want to say they're not meant to work for anyone, mm-hmm. but um, it's 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 really tough for a lot of um people to to work for others, you know, especially due to their um personalities yep. and, and things like that and um which kind of the only thing that is left is entrepreneurship or being a bum so you still have two choices <laughs> so you know no i think i i i'm gonna you're you're gotta be a lot younger than me but like i <laughs> i feel that um the entrepreneurial strain is like is becoming more prevalent for people oh, yeah. of this the, the the generation that's now entering the you know professional life. Yeah. I just feel like the, again that there's a lot of negativity almost associated with the nine to five and yeah. the working for somebody else, and so many you know younger people in that probably like eighteen to twenty six, you know getting out starter career do whatever are really driven by the notion I got to do something for myself yeah. like because it's not always going to work. Yep. You yeah, and, uh, yeah, and, but yeah, and for the the younger crowd, I mean, you just have to understand, it, you know, it's work. It's 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 twice, three, four, five times the amount of work that you would do working for someone else, and you're already working hard for that other person. Yeah. So, like, are you prepared to do that work? Are you prepared to lose? Yeah. Um, we know the stat of how X, how many companies, whatever, fail the first time around, second time around. Yeah. Are you prepared and ready to fail? 
first time out the gate, second time out the gate. You know what I mean? Um, and with this, you have to be crazy, man. <laughs> you have to be different mentally. Because, yeah. like, for you guys, right? You guys failed so many times, but you enjoyed the process yeah. for you to keep going. Yeah. Most yeah. people, if you're if you're comfortable with failing and then stopping, that means you're not crazy enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, there, there's a lot of ways. I mean, I I, I um I put a lot of stock in uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Got it. Okay. And like outliers and like you know the the, the, right the ten thousand hours. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's better than the Bible. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the ten thousand hour theory is that like to become an expert in something, you need to put in like ten thousand hours of time, mm. and it's you know dedicated skill based practice and whatever that is. But you, the skill based practice is almost defined as your going to fail you're on the verge of failure if you're not on the verge of failure you're not practicing yep. you're just repeating things that you're already comfortable with mm -hmm. and so whatever that is you've got to be willing to fail to get better that that's very true and, and you know it's funny about you mentioned the podcast name because i have like a lot of people reach out to me and and say hey man you know whatever i'm starting a podcast what can you tell me or, or let's schedule some time and, and and you know i give them what i know but it's but you know i spent so much time researching certain things mm -hmm. what time you should put out clips and how you should edit them down where you should post them when you should post you know what i mean and, and, and you know what kind of content drives people yep. you know what i mean all that all of that different stuff it's hard to give you all of that all of that information um because of all the time yeah that i i i spent studying and researching and putting it in for those times and then yeah. also like you said earlier because Failing in podcasting is putting out something and not getting any views. Yeah. And that's going to happen a lot in the beginning. It still happens to us at times. So, it, it, you know, so that's, I guess, that's technically a failure. But A, do you love doing it and still going to continue to do it? B, right. is noticing, okay, what do people like? Even if we don't like it, let's still get it <laughs> to our crowd. Let's just sell on that one. How can we mix in what people like? Yeah. And, and notice what people don't like and try to spin that out. So it's, 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 it's you know, that's what it's, it's all like about. Science, man. Yeah, man. But yeah. the one movie, I always, I say this in almost every interview I do with the panelists, one movie that changed my life and changed the perspective of entrepreneurship is Jobs. So basically it's a memoir of Steve Jobs. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. So basically what he does is he has this idea, but his friend created the idea. But he's seen the idea bigger than his friend did. Okay. But he was able to articulate to the people and made the right people come in line. So basically, all I'm saying is, even if you don't know how to do the editing, if you don't know how to read the books or you don't know how to read or write the papers, or whatever, find people that helps you do it and make them feel so passionate about it that they're willing to do it until you make a living off of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all no. it comes down to because yeah. I know for me, I suck at editing. I suck at posting, but I got friends and people that believe in what I'm doing that's willing to do it because they see the passion I have for it. You know what I mean? Nah, that's that's big. Yeah, if you if you if your passion can drive a project, but you've got to have enough, you know, you can't let your ego dominate where you have to control everything. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to welcome in talented people that have skills that are going to push you forward. Yep. But but again, your passion can be the the real the engine of it. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. For sure. Uh, once again, you guys are on the bench on the bench podcast with Bubba and yes, Pink, home of sports, music, and mayhem. Uh, we have CJN from the Luminary uh, uh, Luminary podcast. Luminary, Luminary panel, panel, man. Panel is on Sorry. IG. You're misbranding this man. Oh, so, so the whole <laughs> thing would be Luminary Panel Podcast. No, just the Luminary Panel. 
Oh, so okay, dropping by. Okay, yeah. so luminary panel. I yeah. keep saying podcast. I'm trying to help you. Man. We're using a podcast platform, <laughs> platform but, but it's the know, luminary panel. panel. Yeah. It's all good. Man. All right, it probably right. sound better, man. No, it. luminary panel is great because <laughs> no, it's, it's, I, it's a little different. I it's, saw I the it. the one clip where you kind of like basically like cold calling businesses yeah. to try and get like their yeah. story and yeah. like nobody was buying. Nobody <laughs> so basically, that day that was actually last week on a Wednesday. And I was like, yo, Ben, let's go to these small businesses and see if they allow me to just ask them a couple questions. So I went in there and I turned the failures into content. Like, <laughs> you got to be okay with being rejected. But I ended up getting an interview for the following day. So it's going to be pretty cool to do. The the question I had, I had two questions. Yeah. When you're going in cold calling like that, was, was it a lot of the situation where you were not... The person sitting there was not necessarily like the owner, yeah. and they like they didn't really know what to do with you. Yeah, uh, was that happening or? So most of them were managers, but I went into a couple where the owner were there. Okay. And then they gave me the excuse like, "Oh, I'm too busy" or such and yeah. such. But I think it was one of those things where it threw them off guard, and they weren't prepared. Like, "Oh, I want to be ready for this." Right. But uh, yeah, that's what really happened. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. I I find though that people when they have a measure of success, they enjoy talking about it. Yeah. It's not I hard so to get too. them to talk about it. Yeah. Even in a clip I mentioned, now, I was like, maybe because they're not prepared for something like this but yeah this is nerve-wracking for me as well because i'm i don't know the outcome of it but i i, I enjoy doing it and i know people will be impacted by it right 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 exactly yeah i you know what i like it didn't like come off the same way but like i, I had a little bit of the vibes you know like the the tiktok guy like he goes somebody will be driving a fancy car yeah and he'll yeah. say oh hey what do you do for a living yeah. and kind of ask a few follow-up questions yeah. that's the, like that was the vibe that i was getting when i was watching i was <laughs> like that that way. because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really funny and they'll, they'll randomly like walk into like a celebrity like yeah. you know to be like they'll just yeah. say something funny like that's just the power of networking man like you never know who you're connected to and who you can be connected with yeah exactly like i was connected with you guys through marquise right yeah and if i wasn't connected with marquise i wouldn't be on this so right and then when you got here we realized that we'd play basketball together at orangewood (laughs) yeah exactly which which furthers my big life point that pretty much everybody of quality you meet in life is on a basketball court that's it (laughs) yeah hooper man Kobe says, a dollar in a dream doesn't exist anymore. Everything takes a lot of funding, luck, and talent. Oh. That's true. Yeah, yeah. He's disparaging Biggie. <laughs> well, maybe he said, fuck a dollar in a dream. But um, I want to give a quick shout out, uh, speaking of clothing, uh, to one of our sponsors, Royal13thebrand.com. All right. Use promo code Bubba Pink and get all of your fly gear at a discount. I actually had the... Uh, the Hoochie Daddy shorts on and the IG Ooh. picture with the I on did, the bench yeah. They got a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah. People were asking about the shorts. Those shorts come from Royal13, thebrand.com. People were saying, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to order some. Hopefully <laughs> have, you guys have, did. Have they cycled to the discount part yet? And you know, I, uh, Thinking about it. I, they've been out for a while. I didn't um, I didn't comment and put the promo code. So oh, they did go. They paid full price. Damn. Uh, unfortunate for you. But <laughs> good, for <laughs> good for Royal13. Good for Royal13. <laughs> Somebody's winning out here. <laughs> so shout out to Oreo13 and Brad.com. Making me look fly. All right. It's a tall task. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's move on to some stuff here. Let's do it. Uh, let's see here. Where do I want to go? Let's go, let's go, uh let's go NFL the the player. Let's go let's go here. So I'm gonna play, it's gonna be a video that's gonna play. Oh. Yeah, it's gonna play here. You can put on your headphones if you want to hear the story. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
see what's going on. I just heard about this today myself. Uh, After traveling, traveling to Mexico, Mexico spotted in several videos online, Sergio Brown is now back on U.S. soil. Brown, pictured here in his mugshot, is now in custody in San Diego. According to Maywood police, he was arrested while trying to return from Mexico. Brown had a warrant for his arrest out for the death of his mother, Myrtle Simmons Brown. Last week, the Brown and Simmons family shared a letter with WGN urging the Cook County State's Attorney's Office to update the family on the investigation. Today, loved ones say, Our family is thankful that the Cook County State's Attorney's Office answered our call for urgent and immediate action in the case of our beloved Myrtle Jean Simmons Brown. We are also heartened by the news that Sergio Brown has been apprehended and returned to the United States unharmed. Our family is prayerful that as the investigation progresses, more answers will become available, shedding light on the circumstances surrounding this heartbreaking incident. On September 16th, 73-year-old Myrtle Simmons Brown, described as a woman with a contagious smile and personality, was found murdered near the Addison Creek behind the Maywood home police say she and Sergio shared. These incident reports obtained from the Maywood Police Department indicate Mrs. Simmons Brown hadn't responded to phone calls or texts since September 14th. The report also indicates that on September 15th, an officer tracked a cell phone to suburban Bolingbrook, but then the phone was turned off. It's unclear if that cell phone belonged to Sergio, who according to online records, is now in the custody of the San Diego County Sheriff's Department. According to the Associated Press, a spokesperson with the San Diego District Attorney's Office says Brown admitted his identity and waived his extradition during a court hearing. We'll definitely keep you updated on the latest developments. For now, back to you. This is a wild story. I remember catching this that, you know, the at one point the, the player and the mother were, were believed to be missing. And then the mother's body was discovered. The the player was not. And then he started posting from Mexico like strange videos on social media talking about conspiracies. And then there was videos of him like partying. And uh, just a really bizarre story with, with a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of things to figure out, like how could this happen? What 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 causes you to kill your mom? That's kind yeah. of crazy, you know. Um, That's like the Kanye. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the thing. I mean, again, he played in the NFL. I I hate to say it, but like you know, you have to think that maybe CTE had a role in in this, um, you know, in his behavior or what have you, because it doesn't, you know, even just what he was posting from Mexico did not seem to be a guy who was. All there. Info, yeah, all there. Yeah. A couple cans missing out that six pack. <laughs> what it seems like. <laughs> he might have just had the, the little rubber plastic, you know, wrapper there. <laughs> all the cans are gone. You know, just, gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 really yeah. He might have shotgunned all six. <laughs> so yeah, so I just um really I just heard about this today and then I went back to, to catch more of the backstory about like you said, man, when both were missing and then um and then they found her um you know behind the home in that creek there um and then you know and then they arrest him today and just directly linking him uh you know you would think they would have to have something on him they're not they're not technically saying it yet but well, um, but, but like, I mean, why just, arrest just, him well just look at the facts like you you're well, you, it's you, you live right now though yeah, but circumstantial tells I, a big story. I, I, know, I know. I don't need all the dots connected. I mean, like you, you live with your mom that. at a house. Yeah. 
she shows up dead in the creek behind and you're in freaking Mexico. Mexico. Like you're not worried about your missing mom. When the media hits that your mom is now dead, you know, you you're not racing back from wherever you happen to be. Yeah. Come on, man. It's human behavior like that. That doesn't add up. Like, let's give the benefit of the doubt and say that Sergio goes to Mexico to hang out with friends before mom dies. Mom is killed when he's gone. It makes the news. You're not coming back. You know, we have to wait a couple of weeks for you to get extradited back. I'm back same day. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like that, 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 that yeah. tells you all you need to know. Yeah. You know, the, all you, all that Matt, I mean, all that's left to be found is the, the particulars of why, like what actually, you know, why would you kill your mom? You know, the, the search for suspects is over. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. It's like the Casey yeah. Anthony thing. Who else killed the kid? Do you guys think it was a sacrifice? Like a religious sacrifice? Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm not a religious guy. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I, there's a handful of people I'd like to sacrifice. To. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, I'm, um, um, I'm, um, I, I, I lean more towards CTE. I mean, we've seen these, um, we've seen the like former NFL players kind of snap. Um, uh, mo- most recently, I think we talked about the guy who, um, who beat who beat his girlfriend like crazy? I think she was pregnant too. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. we th- we, uh, yeah, we actually we got in trouble on YouTube because we actually. Oh, that was a long, yeah, it was a while back. Oh, that one was. Yeah, yeah. that was okay. like a Seattle Seahawks line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, we, but, but every once in a while, I mean, we, we we talk about these stories about yeah. these guys who who just snap. Um, yeah, there's a lot of lot of stuff to that. Now, I mean, if you're gonna say sacrificed, I mean, like to me they would be discovering, you know, some connection to some sort of bizarre religious group and, and things like that, that, you know, online search, this, that, and that. Maybe it comes out. I mean, to me, it probably seems like I lean more towards some sort of CTE-based mental breakdown. The reason why I said that, because you mentioned that he started doing videos about conspiracy. Yeah. He was talking about cartel, too. And um, Well, originally he was talking about, like, local law enforcement in you know, in the Chicago area, and then it then it goes to cartels. And t- to me, when somebody's saying stuff that just there's no clear line of connection, just ramp- it's just rambling. it's just it's not evidence of anything. It's yeah. it's you're just kind of grabbing at straws to make something seem as though it's not. You know, if there's something that's tighter and there's some degree of connectivity to it, you know, then it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it needs to be given a little bit more credence. But he was too all over the board. Mm-hmm. Well, so if they if, if they arrested him, right? Now, if it comes out that he did, like, um, you know, murder his mom, you, what, what do you think they're gonna throw the book at him? They probably have to, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's all, I mean, it's all fat. I mean, the re, the reality is, you know, I mean, like you have different degrees of murder. Like first degree murder is premeditated. I plan to murder this person and I execute my plan and murder them. The second degree murder is kind of uh, more of like a spontaneous heat of the moment thing. Uh, where you and I get in a fight and, you know, in that heat of the moment thing, I make a decision to kill you and I kill you. Manslaughter is kind of the third thing, and that's where it's just kind of like a like a reckless disregard for, for human life. I'm just doing something really dangerous, like driving drunk, and I, ha- and I kill somebody in the process of doing that. Or I, you know, I grab a shotgun and I just fire shots through my neighborhood, not aiming at a particular person, but I hit someone and kill them. That would be more like a manslaughter type thing. So those are like the legal degrees of murder. Now, if 
you know, the, the most stringent is the first degree. He had a plan, he executed a plan. But if it's something where, as we might suspect, there's like a component of like CTE or mental breakdown, it'd probably fall more into like a second degree thing where this person snaps and, you know, makes a decision to just do something spontaneously. You know, I, I was thinking in my head too, she's an older woman, he's a you know younger, athletic, powerful person. Like maybe there was some sort of dispute and he just hit her and that was enough to, you know, kill her. Um, that doesn't excuse the act. I'm not saying that, but that's a different type of murder than, you know, planning for four or five days. I'm going to wait till mom comes home and I'm going to, you know, hit her over the head with my favorite baseball bat and I'm going to carry her out to the creek where she always loved to fish. And, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like you had to sleep play. with the fishes, mommy. <laughs> Sounds like a plan you've been working on. Nah, 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 nah. mom, you're safe. <laughs> you get another year. <laughs> oh my God. We get in trouble on YouTube without laughing in these type of situations. But I mean, it's not you know we're not laughing at these people. We're yeah. laughing just you know. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Lighten up. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I think, I mean, that's enough for now until we find out actually the, the why. Like you said, that's that's pretty much the next thing here. That's the yeah. only thing, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, unless some mysterious person shows up. I like the, the sacrifice angle, though, man. <laughs> Where did that come it, from? I don't know. It just sounds like <laughs> it, but it just seemed like it would be something like that. Right. You talk about the conspiracy. I'm going to yeah. serve mom up for my sins. Take <laughs> 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 way to take one for the team, mom. Let's go from one uh, crazy story to another. We're on a roll. Crazy but interesting story here. All right. So you have this teacher here. And I don't know what you think of her, but she's, 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 I don't know, she's sort of attractive to me. All right, so you got this teacher, Brianna. She has that dirty librarian vibe with the glasses. <laughs> I think it's the glasses. <laughs> Without the glasses, she's probably nothing, but with the glasses, she's very uh, interesting. Um, uh, Brianna Coppage, okay. Miss Coppage, where can I find the censored <laughs> books? <laughs> <laughs> she was suspended, and, and actually, she, um, I think today or yesterday, she uh, actually stepped down herself and uh, resigned. Uh, because the 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 school found her OnlyFans page, really. Okay, um, and what she said in Twitter today, she said she'll she'll stick to porn, um, <laughs> although she does miss so her students. She says she makes <laughs> she makes ten thousand. These two things are not connected at all. <laughs> my missing of the students and my OnlyFans content <laughs> completely separated. Two she's, different worlds. Uh, she's what twenty? As I say, twenty six or twenty eight. She makes up to $10,000 a month on the adult site compared to the $42,000 a year she makes. I was literally thinking about four months of that. Four months of that covers your school salary. <laughs> so, yeah. The rest is good. I, and she doesn't her students enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be broke for my students. <laughs> nah, but think about it. it. Like she, she, like she was earning forty-two in the classroom and a buck twenty outside the classroom. Wow. She's up at a buck sixty a year. Like she's living large, man. Now I've seen some of these pictures. I don't know if it's all. I don't know if it's all the content or whatever. But some of these pictures are just regular lingerie type pictures. Yeah. That they had on Twitter. All right. Um. They say there's some videos, but they were taken down. So I don't know what she's doing. Maybe she's doing something more explicit in the videos. But here goes the thing. So I tell my uh, 
my cousins, my female cousins. I tell my female sisters. I tell, well, you know, they ain't close to female. <laughs> but I tell my sisters. These days, these days, you don't know. <laughs> I tell my female cousins. I tell my female friends. The ones that ask me for money. So listen, man. These people are giving away money. Why, like? You have not exhausted all of your resources. There, there should be zero unemployed women. Like, as long as OnlyFans is out there. Like, and, and from what I saw, she wasn't. It, it's, it's like you guys post this on IG for nothing. <laughs> for nothing. Yeah. You just post it on IG for absolutely nothing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're not a champion remember, though. <laughs> but no, no, my, okay, make ten thousand a month. She's not, and and and, and when she said she was stick to porn, that was like a um, that was you know a comedy. This being, being funny, right? She's right. She's not smash. She's not having sex. She's showing pictures of just her ass and panties. Right, right, right. And making ten thousand. Yeah. And she's attractive, but she's I've seen a lot better. I would hope so. <laughs> no, I mean like. There's a lot of levels to this. If that type of money is what she's making, like, again, why aren't more women doing this? But here's my thing on it. If OnlyFans is restricted to adults, if you, you have to have some sort of whatever, proof of age or screening, yeah. and this woman's a good teacher, I have no issue with both happening. Mm. I mean, we, we have in this country a teacher crisis. Like, talented people are leaving teaching because the money's so bad, mm -hmm. because the regulations and, and, and structure put on the teachers in the classroom with the lack of support is so bad that talented teachers are leaving the field, that it's hard for, for schools and school systems to bring in talented teachers, attract talented teachers to the industry. And if this woman is good at what she does, and to be fair, I have no idea. Right. But if she's good at what she does, if she does something completely different that's not accessible by the kids in class, unless their parents are wild, <laughs> um, let it keep happening. Like you know, it's 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 okay for people to do do two different things. It's not the end of the world. And if this woman can make a nice living and continue to perform in the classroom, let it happen. Yeah. Let it happen. Maybe it's one of those things where. You know how OnlyFans has a rep as if it's only sex or whatever the case is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand that it's like not as explicit, but obviously it's more so for the representation of the school and the students. And but the, and that's again, like, you, you, again, draw some lines. Like you're not representing the whole school. I mean, like, unless your content is like, you know, whatever, that's Brookwood cool. Elementary <laughs> on your panties. Like, you know, like it's not connected. It's just what have you that's that's that is a good point because that is you know listening to you now what's interesting is they didn't fire her right away they only suspended her so maybe they were trying to grasp their minds like okay you know what's going on here can we you know make an exception i i think yeah and, and maybe in her mind she thought maybe the hammer was coming down so she just decided to step down i'm not sure why she well, I didn't I, when wait you're, on the ruling. When you're suspended, I mean, just think about it. When you're suspended from your, your employer, you're not in a good position anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to see the writing on the wall. Yeah. And, like, you know, let, let's just say you were a pretty popular, effective teacher, well-liked in the school. Now you're suspended. That stink doesn't go away immediately. Yeah. And you may not want to go through all that. Yeah. And, again, if she's got a buck twenty in revenue a year, 
from this other thing. It's like, I don't why need deal to it? deal with this. Yeah. Like, why? You know, it, it becomes an easy out. And also, I'm, I imagine this this helps her. Like this, mm-hmm. this, this, this notoriety, this oh for sure, new, yeah, new oh, cycle. Yeah. She'll probably have a big bump in her. People are her looking income. her up. Yeah. I looked her up. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on over here? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's certainly got to be a bump for for her there. We yeah. into the naked hustle. <laughs> <laughs> the only fans think it's just it's just really weird. Um, well, I, what, it's the a o- weird thing for me to. The other level that I don't understand is like. How is this much money available in OnlyFans? Mm. Like you can, like you said, you can, there's plenty of free nudity. There's plenty of free porn. You know, if you have any game, there's plenty of pseudo free sex. Like the pool, the pool for OnlyFans is these are normal day to day women. Like this is a, a, a middle school teacher. Like you can go to her school and find her like that's the draw but it's like not, but what i'm like, saying is oh, if, you're, if, you, if your kid goes to that school like go shoot your shot at her <laughs> like maybe you get the real thing but but yeah but at that point you've you already you're already yeah. on only fans at that point yeah. like you understand like you're already there um but, like, no like, no i'm not saying don't go to only fans. i'm just saying like, <laughs> i know but you, you don't know, like, know that this woman you understand what i'm saying like I'm you don't know she's right. available or whatever that she's <laughs> until into you're on only i don't right right until you're on OnlyFans. i just don't know man like i just but, you, but don't get me wrong i'm not an only fans guy but, but that, right. that's what like that's i can't I like you made a good point so it's yeah. just only fans like you just say that and like it conjures up visions of like you know sex yeah. and pornography yeah. and no, whatever only fans was made for just like separate content. No, I remember hearing that. Yeah. Nothing to do with sex or anything, but they made it that way. Mm. So now that I guess the bigger porn stars or the, the celebrities are doing, doing it, that, yeah, they made it that. That's way. why. Like she's but, doing better than some strippers. Way better, probably. Yeah. Less effort. Control your own hours. I mean, come on, this is a, <laughs> this is easy, easy she's money. A work, she's a work from home stripper. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. what she is. And you don't have like the creepy content. Yeah, you, don't, yeah. you don't have to have the bouncer walk out to the car with you, make right. sure you get home safe. Like, I don't know anything about that. You have to give them ten percent. Like you have to give them about the the the, the, the house, guy, the DJ, the house, the DJ, yeah, yeah, the tip, yeah, yeah. the DJ, all the external. I got more cuts than Jesus on the cross right now. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> This is wild. Yeah, this is... Oh, man. I don't know. Like, why are more people... But I, I get I say that, but, like, again, who's funding this? Like, how many 45-year-old virgins living with their mother do we have? Like, who's funding this? They're out there, man. And they're in droves. It's frightening to think. I mean, I'm unsettled by this. That, that there's that many people that some random elementary school is like putting ten bands a month away. Yeah. Like and then like you hear like celebrities and stuff yeah. and they're like their numbers oh, yeah, are yeah, through the crazy. roof. Like yeah. who's paying this? Yeah. The people that want access to these people. That ain't access, dude. It feels you're like still. It, <laughs> it feels like your right or left hand is what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it real. <laughs> that ain't the access I'm in for. <laughs> All right, baby. Well, kudos, uh, kudos to Brianna. Yeah, get your money. Get your money. <laughs> Continue to get your money, and for all of my relatives and female friends. Please uh, look into this <laughs> for the love of God. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just don't have it for, for the love of your cash app. <laughs> <laughs> for the love of my cash app. I just don't have it. 
right. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, my niece has just turned 20. Uh, you know, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, man. <laughs> Please. <laughs> hey, stay out of my cash out request. <laughs> there's a new teaching spot open. <laughs> if you want to go that route. <laughs> Oh jeez! Oh, <laughs> All right. Once again, you guys are on the bench on the bench podcast with Bubba and Pink on sports music and mayhem. We're available on all that I do mean all podcast streaming platforms, including here on YouTube. Please like, share, subscribe, all of that good stuff. All right. Uh, really quick here, I want to give a shout out to Men of Integrity. Okay. All right. This is a program that we have here. <laughs> I know it's. A, it's a, these, are, these are the type of transitions you get here on the bench. <laughs> this is a mentoring program. Okay. Uh, we do not have Brianna coming in as a guest, but <laughs> sorry. Yet, uh, this month is the STEM month. Okay, so we have um, uh, uh, you know, we have a lot of interesting uh people coming in to teach the kids, uh, to teach the boys, uh, STEM and STEM related things here. Uh, we are uh, accepting donations here. Uh, it tells you what the program includes: education, social skills. Alrighty, um, we there is room to bring your your kid along okay it has all of the information you need here please look them up on instagram it has that up top there as well you see the picture here you actually see lay here in the, in the yeah, left is oh that's rough buckets, yeah, buckets yeah, man. He's there. so he came by and talked to the kids one time we have all all different type of guests come by man men of integrity look them up on instagram donate uh uh uh, uh if you if you could donate twenty dollars to brianna you can you could donate twenty dollars to men of integrity <laughs> All right, that's the reason for the transition. What is that? There's there's a psychological concept that like when you do something bad, you kind of offset it with something good. I, I don't know the name oh, of that, that the though. term. Yeah, but yeah. there is like a psychological concept. So that whatever that name is, you can do it, <laughs> and, and let men, men of integrity be the beneficiary that's of right. your soul cleansing. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um. So Wimby, uh, of course, the, the 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 number one heralded player on the planet right now, um, who plays for the San Antonio Spurs. Of course, NBA preseason as as is underway, and he went against uh, Chet. And this is not their first occurrence. They yeah. they they played quite a, a few times. Most notably, the first time, which Pink told me. The about. first time was in the U nineteen World uh, Championships. The first time I saw them play right, each other, right. I, probably I think the first time they played against each other. Team USA against Team France, and for me, Wembenyama was the best player on the floor by a good margin. Mm-hmm. The USA did win, uh, but it was a hell of a game. Yeah. And so uh, they went toe-to-toe, head-to-head, and Wimby had some um, incredible highlights here. But Chet also had a, uh, had a really good game here, man. And, um, of course, he's bouncing back from a season-long injury. He was out his entire rookie season. So this season will count as technically his rookie season, a la Ben Simmons and some, a couple of other guys. I was going to say, if you go through the line, and I think Blake Griffin was one. Okay. I think uh, ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Chet. Guys who basically missed their rookie season, what would have been the rookie season for injury, yeah. coming in the second year, I really think those guys are at a bit of an advantage. Mm-hmm. They've, I know they haven't been able to play the games, but they've been in an, an NBA environment, and particularly a guy like Chet who's yeah. coming in with one year at college, you physically develop. And in they come that in, year. and they all perform pretty well. Like that's what I'm saying. I, th- I think what it's almost worth, a, I mean, Ben is awful now, but he came in. He he was he came in fantastic right fantastic away. Right you know, his away. first year when he played. I think that this is like a little bit of a cheat code for some of these guys, and I expect Chet to have a really good year. It's almost like that quarterback thing. Like if you sit down the first year, not yeah. doing injury, but I'm just saying, like if you sit down the first year, usually that second, third year, those guys soak it up. Yeah, yeah. You know. think, uh, <clears> what <throat> happens is when when especially at this level, 
when they're when they're going into a rookie season, it's a lot of adrenaline. They're very excited. They kind of get shaken. But when something like this happens, the, the game slows down for them, mm. and it yeah. makes them understand angles a lot more. Makes them understand which ways to score more, where their sweet spots might be, what this player does better, what this player doesn't do so well. How can we gain an advantage that way mentally? So then when it's time to play, it makes it easier for them to, you know, translate. I remember I reading like uh, Larry Bird had an autobiography back in his playing days, and he alluded to a time in high school when he like broke a thumb and missed like 10, 12 games. And he really felt when he came back, the thing that improved most was his passing mm. because he was forced to sit and watch. And then doing that, like he really got to see the game from a, like literally a different angle. And when he got back in the court, he, he saw plays that were there that, you know, for him, passes that were there that he wouldn't have noticed just, you know, playing Man. as he was. But I, I do think there's something to that. And, and again, it also, like when, like Victor, this first game, he's going to be micro-analyzed, you know. Mm-hmm. Chet missed a whole year. Like, it, you're not forgotten, but, like, it does take a little bit of the air out it of that steam balloon. Out. I mean, yeah. even even you from know. this game, I'm mentioning Chet, but no one's mentioning Chet. Right, right. Everyone's yeah. talking about Wimby's performance. Exactly. Every highlight that he had. And look at the stat line. Similar, I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're very Super similar. Super comparable, yeah. If, if, if not Chet having a slightly better game. I mean, he played less minutes, had a higher shooting percentage, and scored, you know, one more point, had more rebounds. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, so, for real. You know what I mean? And and, and and everyone's talking about Wimby, but, you know, he was awesome. He's going to be awesome. Yeah. That's one thing we know. But like you said, Chet kind of lost steam as, as far as media hype and the hype train. And I don't even want to – I'll refer to it. Look, it, 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 it's almost depressurized more than losing steam because, okay. of like, like again, there's a certain expectation that, that Victor's going to have. That Chet's And he's going to be looked have. at. Now, that's – yeah, a little bit, a little a little bit, bit. off of that. It's, it's sort which, of depressurized Which Chet would have had last year. He would have been – because, first of all, that class – it's just not as good as this class, yeah. anyhow. Not believed to be, yeah. And, and, and Chet would have had a lot more expectations to be the best out of that class. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, well, he, he, you know, went behind um, Paulo. Paulo yeah. And so the whole year it would have been, well, did the Magic make the right move? If, if Chet was outperforming Paulo, that would be the thing. If or he wasn't, versa, yeah. you know, that would be the story. And again, it's kind of just out now. Chet just gets to go in and, and, and hoop, and he's on a pretty good basketball team, as we were talking before That's the show. That's the next and, thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. So, okay, OKC is coming in with a very young, comfortable team and, and um, uh, uh, a competitive team, I mean. And what a lot of people – not a lot of people, but some people are projecting that they are the team to make the big jump. So, NBA, NFL, like, there's always a team that makes that jump. Like, last year, it was Sacramento. Sacramento was the young yeah. team that okay. made a big jump um, from from not being in the playoffs yeah. to the three seed, I believe. Yeah, and, and and it's not always that big of a jump. Yeah, but but there's always a team, and OKC is right in line. They have these good young players where they can make a jump and make the playoffs. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, they they were uh, in the play in situation, mm-hmm. didn't get all the way to the playoffs, and again, they have a legitimate top ten, fifteen player in in Shea, and you had without Chet. A nice team. Gide is a nice player. If Chet comes in and plays, you know, anywhere near to the expectation of a two pick, um, they're pretty damn good. Yeah, but, pretty and good. he and he fits right in because they didn't have a center last year. Like that yeah. that, that was part of part of their problem. They didn't have anyone uh, protecting the rim. Um, but and he and he provides this interesting um, dynamic, which is similar to um, similar to Lopez in Milwaukee, where he he can pro- Chet can protect the rim. 
and shoot the three. Yeah. And there's just not a ton of guys. I mean, there's less than a handful of guys in the league that can, can do, do that. that. Yeah. Um, and, and he provides that. Yeah. Uh, so, there, I, I, yeah, if he, if he can stay healthy and, and like you said, produce similar to what a number two pick can be, and, and, and just as a rookie, you know, just something modest. I mean, we're talking 14 and nine and a couple mm-hmm. blocks. Yeah. Something they just had – didn't have at all last year. Yeah, they're going to be. Yeah, Wait, and that's there. that's the other great thing with playing with a legitimate star in in Shea. Like, yeah. you don't have to be that, that star. star. Yeah. You get to be the number two player, and you know, and and be a little bit in the shadow. Yeah, and and Shea's gonna just because of how good he is, he's gonna take the heat. Not versus where Wemby is, because Wemby doesn't have anybody with him like that. Yeah, you know, it's all gonna kind of fall on him, ready or not. You're the best player on the Spurs already before you play a first official game. Anything that they're going to do or not do is based on you. And, and Chet is in a way more favorable situation playing with Shea. For sure. For sure. And it's interesting when you talk rookie of the year because you have all these different dynamics. Rookie of the year is is, is slightly different than MVP from the aspect of the the, the, the total wins doesn't play a, a, a huge factor in the, in the outcome. Yeah, because typically um, the – the top players are going to weaker teams, teams anyway, anyhow. so yeah, the expectation <laughs> to create a bunch of wins is so, is mitigated. So you have um, Wimby, who's on a bad team. You, you you like to think his usage rate is going to be you know through the roof, but the downside to that is we know the Spurs organization. They are they already talks about them. They're going to take their time with him. He's not going to play in certain games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can't load manage yeah. now with the new rules. We hope, but the Spurs. <laughs> I'm were still the, skeptical. The Spurs were the originators, and yeah. they've already talked about how they're going to do it. And they're going to. Yeah. They are. They will find a way. Play the cards, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then you have Scoot in Portland. Now, Scoot is also – he's on a decent team. Not as good as OKC you would think on paper. Yeah. But it's a solid team. Yeah. And, and now that Dame's out, he's his usage rate should be through the roof. And I, I saw some highlights the other, uh, today. Yeah. Uh, he looked very good. It's just he's a good player. He, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, but like, what what I saw – like I mean, he, he was driving the basket and scoring. But what I saw was in a number of situations, he was driving and passing. But he passes with two different hands. Like, he was swinging balls to the corner with his left hand and his right hand. Oh, wow. That was like, you don't see that a lot. No, it, no, it, it's no. like, you know, you kind of like, well, you're watching, wait a minute, did he do that with his left hand right there? You know, yeah. like, he threw it that far at that pace with, a, you know, with, with the with uh, other hand. That that was pretty interesting. And, you know, I, I, I'd i only seen him play a couple of times, like in some clips, not even full games. But I'm excited by, by him as a player. And, again, they have a, a nice young kind of nucleus now without Dame. You know, Anthony Simons from here, Pedro's policy veteran. And, um, you know, they bring in Aiton, who gives them, you know, some presence yeah. in, inside. There, there's we'll a lot to be. Uh, and I think Aiton would be better than um, what the other guy was. Nurkic, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nurkic. Yeah. Um, um, now, and another thing is also, we talked about Scoot coming in and, and, and possibly eventually, you know, being better. Or not, you, you think he might could be better than Dane, but at least – more impactful um, on the winning side for yeah. sure. It, um, but also, I I still believe, man, they made a mistake, Charlotte, uh, Charlotte, right, by not drafting Scoot. Uh, who was the who? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Who, who did they, oh, they Brandon, took uh, Brandon Miller? Brandon Miller. That was for me a disastrous pick. I I, I just I, I you know for Jordan to give them as the parting gift, I, I I I'm just not a believer in Brandon. You know what that is? That's an upper decker. What's that? <laughs> That's when you go to a party. 
<laughs> and you take a dump in the tank, not the toilet, in the upper deck, and you leave it there. And that's what that's what MJ did to the Charlotte and Hornets. You go home. And everybody's like, "Who did this? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> what is this? It was fantastic." Let you long go. <laughs> <laughs> So one time I was coaching at Trinity and uh, we went on the road to Gainesville. We we get drive up there, check into the hotel and you got you know, me and coach Hicksonball was in run room and then the, the players are two or three or four guys to a room and you know, get off the road. I got to take a dump. So <laughs> I go over to the players room and they're in there. They're playing video games, There's probably five or six guys in there. And I just kind of you know, subtly walk past everybody, and go to the restroom. Took a huge dump, <laughs> left the door open. And so now they're aware that I've dumped. And they're like, oh, coach, you're killing us. Yeah, <laughs> like, whatever. I'll like, oh, open the door, you know, whatever. But I didn't flush. <laughs> so there was like a secondary reaction when somebody like ventured into the bathroom and was staring my dookie down. <laughs> You're a genius, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible, man. It's brilliant. <laughs> Dude, those kids well, like they remember you, man. <laughs> That's right. They remember you for that. <laughs> Not for my brilliant fourth quarter adjustments. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about adjustments, man. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I I just I think that's uh we're gonna learn is that was an awful move and um <laughs> yeah yeah uh you know because I think Scoop's gonna be amazing so I I mean I think it's a three man race for Rookie of the Year and um I, I'm not sure who I would even pick because of those three reasons um Chet's gonna be in a, I think he's gonna get more wins gonna have more wins yeah it could be on a really like front page type team yeah. that people are talking about and buzzing about, especially if they make the leap like you, they you know, they, the they, they, the QC they, they're going to directly point to him. They didn't make any huge free agent acquisitions. Yeah. Um, their, their, their draft pick is going to play minimally. It's just, it's Chet, Chet. So if they, if they make this leap, you know, they're going to point to Chet being the reason, especially if he doesn't get hurt. You know, For sure. Um, yeah. Now also, uh, uh the, the, in the NBA, do, do you ever pay attention to these, uh, the NBA, like, uh, survey, the, um, GM survey thing? No, I don't. You know, so that I comes out, that. huh? I never heard of that. Yeah. So every year the, uh, the GMs, they have this, uh, survey where they're like, okay, who's the, um, like, uh, if you had to start a, uh, the, the franchise, franchise, tomorrow. who do you start with? Oh yeah. Um, so last year, if you can remember last year. Uh, Giannis, Giannis won. Giannis had it for by like, um, I think it was a large margin, right? Okay. Um, and this year he dropped to like number nine. Number nine? <laughs> wow, that's a fall. And that is a fall, right? So, um, so look, so he was not, uh, yeah, he was number nine. And um, this year, Jokic just won. Um, he had thirty three percent of the votes. Okay. Um, so, for example, this year Jokic is number one with 33% of the votes. Last year, Giannis won with 55% of the votes. So, that's why I mean large margin, right? Uh, Wimbiana is second. Wimby is second this year, 23. Um, so, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Giannis is third this year with 13. Oh, okay. That seemed just way too yeah, too much to drop. 13, 13% yeah. of the votes. So, yeah. he went from 55 to 13, which is still a large drop. Yeah, that is a huge no, that um, is. But but what you saw and what yeah. the concerns with, with Giannis are is you saw a campaign that had a lot more injury time than he's ever dealt with. And 
again, no evolution of the shooting mm -hmm. and the disappointing first round knockout. Mm -hmm. And so what you're looking at, though, and you have to consider is, are we looking at a situation where Giannis's body starts to break down and he's no longer capable of doing all that he needs to do? And a lot of what he does, I mean, he does have skill, but a lot of what he is is a force of nature player. And when you lose that, you know, whether through injury, age, a combination of both, you drop off hard. Not unlike Westbrook, not unlike Iverson, and I know he's a 6'11 guy, but his game is predicated on insane levels of energy and commitment and attacking. It's not on, you know, shooting and, and subtle playmaking. And it you know, it does not figure to age well. And do you look at the injuries he had this year as the beginning of a decline? Yeah. I, I, I guess I can buy that. I just I still think it's crazy. Putting, well, I'm selling it. You should buy it. I still think it's crazy putting Wimby over him. Yeah, that yeah. He hasn't played at all. Um, I mean, and I think so much of this is like who, who, who just won the championship the year sure. before. I, I, I don't like that. I think that's silly. <laughs> I don't know. But that's kind of the point of winning a championship. Yeah. Like, you literally get to say, I'm the best. And what, until next year when you don't win and, and, and then the next person gets all of the votes? Well, but what and I'm... And then you win again and then that person... <laughs> you don't win every year. No yeah. one wins every year. Jordan didn't win But the best year. of the best win three in a row. That's, 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 that's silly. It's not. It is, man. No, you, J Jordan did the Kobe, right, the Kobe, the Kobe Shaq, era. the Kobe that's, Shaq that's one, Kobe three and run. Shaq. Yeah, like you know we, that we, matters. It, oh, yeah. <laughs> it matters. That's why you're great. It matters, but it's not relevant in this, like in this line of thinking. Like, okay, no, it does. Would you start a franchise with if you had to today? Right. Mm. Um, like none of these guys are winning three piece now. But 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 yeah, but exactly. my my point being is why the winning matters is because if you go back to Shaq and Kobe, that, that era, and you asked that question and took that vote, you'd probably get those two guys at one and two with everyone a good bit behind. Like winning certifies you on a different level. Yeah, I would, I would, I would be interested to see the year they lost to Detroit when they had to break up who it was before, who it was that year after. Could yeah, have been yeah. anybody on the Detroit team. No, I wouldn't. Probably would still have. been Kobe. Could have been. Yeah, I agree. Or if LeBron was coming in at the time, I'm not sure because they might pick a young guy. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they did with Wimby here. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not sure what year that was off the top of my head. But yeah, but uh, like that's my point. Like you know, uh, I, I think it proves my point though that like winning. that winning is important. I'm, like you got to no, look. I at understand it. that. Yeah. I'm saying it is wrong. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. But like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's wrong. But you, I mean, you you look at the evolution of Jokic, MVP, MVP, champion. And he, why do we believe he's going to fall off this year? Like, we're, there's no there's no actual basis to to expect him to fall off. He's on an incredible three year run of play. Who's to say Giannis is going to fall off. He doesn't need to. I mean, again, he, he may not, but th there's more evidence to say he may fall based on what I just said than there is that Jokic is. And I don't, I, I, to be fair, I don't think either guy's going to fall off. I think they're two of the very best of the best we have in the game right now. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't, I mean, again, you're saying one or two or three, like that's not a big margin if you no, think about no, it. No, no, no. And especially with these. But, with but these I mean, we have to look at what Jokic is doing and say th this is greatness in action as well. Yeah. Uh, some of the other things that might make you happy here. 
Uh, <laughs> Me I personally, saw, or? <laughs> I saw your guy. So, what player is most likely to have a breakout season? Anthony Edwards was number one. Yes. He's going to be all right, man. Um, Cade actually came in at number two. I'm not a big Cade guy. Cunningham? Yeah, Detroit. Um, He's and then we played had, so little, though. It's like it's hard to say what he is. And then we had two Orlando guys at three and four. Uh, Franz Wagner at number three and Paolo at number four for a breakout yeah, season. I don't like either one of those guys. Like, like I, they're good. I don't like either one in a big way. Best point guard in the NBA? What would be your guess for GMs to vote? <sighs> it's, it's the eternal debate, but I'm taking Steph. Steph, number one, 63%. Yeah, but I'm just always debate: is he a point guard? Is he not a point guard? Yeah. You would never guess who's number two, best point guard in the NBA. Number two. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a surprise pick. I'm just saying. Oh. Like, <laughs> it's not going to be like fucking Tyrese Max or anything. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> saying best point guard in the NBA. Shea. No. Uh, Shea is on here though. Shea is number three. Okay. Who you got to guess? I saw you peeking over. Don't there, think right? too long. We're live. <laughs> <laughs> Pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a point guard trade, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Who who we got? Uh, Luca. Luca. Okay. Yeah. Jeez, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people argue with me that he's not a point guard. I tell people all the time he's a point guard. He's the guy. He's, he's, he's got a body of a three. <laughs> yeah. A four, I mean, really. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, he does. I mean, like, yeah. like again, you, you know. He's a lot of weight, too. He, he probably is the same height and weight as Carl Malone was at, at this stage of his career, like second or third year in the league. Yeah. That's um, what you're looking at. But, see, yeah. I mean, the positional definitions are funky. I mean, to me, I, I, I regard him as a point guard. I regard uh, James Harden in Houston as a point guard because he essentially brought the ball up and dictated play the majority of possessions. Best center pisses me off, of course. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not mad with Jokic being number one. I'm not. Um, I'm not. But Anthony Davis being number two is just fucking Oh, ridiculous. that's absurd. It's just fucking ridiculous. That's absurd. <laughs> that's, that's, cra- that's from the GMs? Yeah, that's just ridiculous, man. They need to slap themselves. Yeah. That's yeah. That's just, absurd. I'm, How do you overlook Embiid? I mean, he was the MVP last year for Anthony freaking Davis. Yeah. Um, and last one I mo- mentioned here. They got quite a few on here. Um, who's who do you think is the best small forward in the league? Who who you think they would pick? I'm sorry. KD. KD came in at number two. LeBron still? No. LeBron's actually that pretty high on any one of these lists. Tatum? LeBron, LeBron is number four. Look, Jason Tatum, 40, okay. 47%. That's pretty that high, too. Sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when you think about it, I mean, there's not a there's not a ton of candidates, man. Yeah, Tatum, Durant, um, LeBron, Kawhi. You know, these are guys that are aging out. Well, I was going to say, Tatum's the only guy in the ascendancy of his career. Like, yeah, all yeah. those other guys are older or, like, you know, a rumor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think shooting guards right now are the the best. We're coming out of an era where shooting guards were like the weakest, I think, mm. and now we're entering a strong era because you got Booker, you got Anthony Edwards. Um, you know, you know, Jimmy is what exiting his prime, but he's still kind of there. You know, carried a team to the finals. He's still there. <laughs> I mean, you come on, I mean? man. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with put you. Put some respect on his name. No, no, I'm with you, man. 
But yeah, I just think that stuff is always interesting. See what you know the NBA GMs uh, always have beef with them. I think they're well, that is interesting because like again, as you know, as, as fans, a lot of times we, we we criticize or question some of the decisions makings of the GMs, and then yeah. when they screw something up here, you feel like yeah, these guys really do suck. Like, <laughs> like, you know, a lot they're, of times they're not basketball people, man. They're could be, could money. be, yeah, yeah. 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 Trying to see how they can make the most money. And yeah, finance good yeah. and yeah, financial people. Who, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Remember back like with the Dwight Howard, like when he got picked, it was like the, the Magic were GM by like a hockey guy. Yeah, like yeah. that guy. He was like from hockey, and That's then great. but he made the right pick. Yeah, I mean he picked Howard over Okafor, and like hundred percent the right pick, not even a debatable. No, no. So yeah. Um. So yes, you want to tell the people again um, where they can find you? Yeah, at the Luminary Panel, and my personal Instagram is Chonston Jennings. You can find the Luminary panel on all social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, Spotify, and uh, Let's Connect. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in. Enjoyed it, man. Definitely did. Definitely did, man. All right. So, uh, I mean, we're going to tackle some more things here, but, you know, I can let you go here now. Uh, Appreciate you for coming in. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime, man. And and like like you said, uh, once we get the short clips out, we'll tag you in them. Oh, perfect. Get them out there, and you can use them as well. I do. Maybe your viewers will see another side of you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Uh, Yes, once again, you guys are on the bench, on the bench podcast, man. Bubba and Pink, Home of Sports Music and Mayhem. Um, So we got some NFL stuff to get to. I kind of wanted to tackle this. uh, Probably wanted to tackle this Drake thing, man. So, uh... If you have been living under a rock, of course, Drake dropped an album called For For All My Dogs. And um, most notably, uh, Joe Budden from the Joe Budden Podcast, a, a podcast that I listen to pretty faithfully. So um, I, I like Joe, the podcaster. And uh, so... <laughs> Had to specify the podcaster. <laughs> here, goes my, here goes my thing, right? Drake drops an album. They, I think it's a solid album, but a lot of people have um, a lot of things to say. My overall feeling, right, because him and Joe got has gotten into it, and so I don't need to read the tweets and the messages, but, you know, basically Joe criticized the album um, along with a, a lot of other people. And uh, but the the, dip, the the difference between a lot of people are saying, OK, well, if Drake is going to go at Joe for criticizing the album, he needs to go at everybody. The difference is him and him, Drake and Joe has a, um, a a history, a previous history. And now Joe is part of. Um, you know, he's a part of the media. He's a, he's a large voice in the hip hop media. Right. So with them having a negative history, I think it's okay and realistic for Drake to 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 address Joe. And um, so my overall take is, when you think Drake, you think LeBron James, you think you know, um, uh, you know Michael Jordan, and and all of these, you know, the best of the best, the best of the best top tier Titans. People are always going to have something negative and bad to say about them. The, the, the but the issue is, and the problem is, and I don't see how people don't understand this. There's a reason why they stay on top for that time. Like, you, you know, if if you if you if you hate them or hate everything he comes out with, right, and you say this is trash, this is awful. Well, how is it continuing to be number one? <laughs> it's, you know, if you don't like a person just because you don't like them, 
I, that's okay. You don't have to like everybody. Right. But the, but every time this person comes out with something or does something, to criticize it, I do think is a it's just a, it's it's a little looney tune, right? And um, so and the thing about Drake is he has a formula. The problem is people want him to deviate from the formula. But here I am. I'm a person. I've always, you know, I've always been poor, you know, coming from Edenville, 1887, Winter Park, that area. And if I found a fucking formula, X, and X can get me paid every single time I do X, I get paid an exorbitant amount of money. Why the fuck would I do Y? And I don't know what that's going to get me. That's Will Smith's movie career. <laughs> that's what it is yeah he did him and his team studied the highest grossing movies at the time were sci-fi movies and he just steered his career and kind of the peak of his career into doing all these basically forgettable but revenue generating um sci-fi movies the the the, the extreme difference in that is i don't believe it was like a a, a, a team thing or what have you yeah I, I think it's just I think it's just Drake like he he likes so on his album for example he has the 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 new chick on there I don't like you know the the sexy red girl well she's she she's she's she, she, she's not good for business she's horrible but she I has saw the ear a Theo Vaughn thing she's terrible she, she she I mean she's in line with the rest of them right <laughs> um she's just she's just the new hot yeah the thing, new hot but, but she's and, the same and, as and the none others. of them will ever be Drake because they don't have any talent but here goes the thing she she's the new hot thing she has the ear yeah right? yeah yeah and and Drake does that on on it's positive. he yeah. finds who has who's the new person whether they're good or not yeah he's going to get them. Yeah, because right, he's so, still going to be him on the verse, and then they do whatever they do, and it all gets. Then he has a song with Bad Bunny. Now, Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny is, he's, I don't know how to explain it. He's, like, he's huge. He's like Jesus. And I went to DR. <laughs> I went to DR. I went to a random club in DR. I, I thought it was a Bad Bunny club. <laughs> they only play Bad Bunny. That's it. The That's whole night. the whole night. Oh, man. He's humongous in the Latin community, yeah. and they love rap music. He's basically a, a Latin rapper. That's what right. he is. I don't know what they labeled that sound, right? But he's a rapper. He's speaking. He's talking Spanish, but he's a rapper. Right. Drake has him on there. Then uh, Drake also. And Drake's uh, rapped in Spanish himself. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, it's a formula. He does that. It, 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 this time is Latin. Uh, before it was a Caribbean sound, he'll get a Caribbean artist. Uh, before that, it was the London uh, sound. He'll get the top London guy. Um, he does. That's just that's a part of his formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People want him to deviate from that and go all 100% black rap. I want you to stay in Houston and give me that Houston <laughs> rap sound. And I don't want you to leave here. I only want you to rap. I don't want you to sing. I don't want you to do the song with SZA. SZA is one of the biggest female R&B uh, singers out. You did a song yeah. with SZA. I don't want you to sing. I don't want you to. Do that. This is what I want you to do. And if you don't do that, it's going to be trash. It's going to be awful. And that's just, that's just crazy talk, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, he's ultra successful at what he does. And then again, like, if you look at his side of that. Like he, it is a formula, but he's showing diversity and risk by partnering with all these other people, including people from different genres. Yeah. So he's looking at it going, I'm all over the place. I'm trying things. Yeah. And y'all are just killing me for this. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's super strange. I, mean, I went to Drake concerts, you know, many years ago at this point, but like 
again in, in a concert format like when he goes from like certain genres of songs to like whatever it is a little disjointed. Like you literally feel you're in two different concerts. Yeah. You know, when he's doing the more traditional rap songs and then when he's doing some of the singing stuff that's softer, like, yeah, you feel like it's two different concerts. <laughs> the whole, the energy changes, Yeah. you know, but that's what Drake is. And he's so big and so prevalent, but you got to realize like anytime you get into this, when you are on the come up, you're the new thing. You're amazing. Everyone wants to be a piece of it. When you reach the mountaintop, they have to criticize you. They're going to criticize you because of, you know, who exactly you are. They're going to criticize you because you're not something else that may be developing around and you're not part of that. Uh, But that's the nature of it. And then when you're at the back end of it, they're going to love you again because they're going to realize you're gone. Yeah. And that's that is the cycle of fame. It's the cycle of fame in music. Um, acting, athletics—that is what it is, you know. Like we're we're about to feel it with LeBron. Like when when we really feel like LeBron's going to be gone, that it's going to be a love fest. I mean, for taking orders worth, that's what happened with Kobe. Hundred percent. That's that was that 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 whole Evans and flows that you just named. That's exactly what what it's what, happened what with, with, Kobe. Every with every major yeah. star. Like yeah. that's that thing, you know. And, and as long as you. You know, as long as you exit the stage with grace, they'll love you for that. We're loving Tiger now. Yeah, you should. You know, you I mean, should. I mean, I wasn't one of the people that were hating Tiger. Yeah, yeah, no. But I, Tiger <laughs> went through a huge hate fest. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and, and I mean, that, that's exactly what it is. But then, that, that is like that is, you know, you you know you do some writing and stuff like yeah. that. But but that's what stories are. Yeah. Like that is a story arc. Yeah. You're the you you're the new thing we have never quite seen before. We're you're, we're mesmerized by you, and then you're you're just that guy. We're gonna try to pick you apart. Like you're not this, you're not that. You did you know whatever, and then it kind of comes on the back end, and it's like, hey man, there's a, I'm gonna I'm gonna just give a quick shout out to this. Uh, there's a, a four part documentary on David Beckham on Netflix right now, and it goes through his whole career. And again, I was a soccer fan when he was young, and and remember a lot of this stuff but when you break down a documentary you you kind of forget like a lot of different stuff he went through that was really pretty amazing and um you know when you watch a documentary like that's what it is yeah you know and and he was a rising star he was a vilified character and now he's like the owner of the miami team who bought Messi to america <laughs> you know and he's this kind of cool older guy now you know no, exactly, exactly, and, and 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 part of the reason why I like Drake is because of his story, you know, um, because, you know, there was a time when he first was was coming out and coming on the scene, you know, nobody wanted to sign him, like he he, he couldn't find any work in the hip hop community. He would go from studio to studio to studio with this same, uh, 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 uh you know, uh, tape. With replacement girl with Trey songs, song he had with Trey songs, like, and that's the thing too. Like, uh, even now on that song, he's singing. <laughs> that was his very first, you know, single. He was pushing and on, and on that mixtape. I mean, he's doing a ton of singing, and so it's like you know, and, and he couldn't find anyone to give him a shot because it was such a diff- different type of thing. A rapper that would do that much rapping and singing. 
because T Pain was different in the aspect of number one, it was a lot of hooks, but also you know it was just like Drake is actually singing. This T Pain was using the auto tune, and it, it was just yeah. a, the 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 hot thing at the time. Drake was something totally different, and you know, and and then he got with um, the guy in, in in Texas was which linked them to Lil Wayne, and then the rest is history. But that story of him really power driving his career and getting so many no's, so many no's, so many you shouldn't be in hip hop stay being Jimmy Wheelchair, the acting guy, um, <laughs> because you can't do this over here, and him continue to get on the nose. And, and that, but that's exactly what we talked about with CJ yeah. at the beginning of the show. Like, it, you, you, have, you can't be afraid of no. You can't be stopped by no. Mm-hmm. And if you don't allow yourself to do that, you still got a chance. Mm-hmm. And he did it. And w- as you're talking about it, I'm thinking about Genius with Kanye. Yeah. And, like, you know, he's sitting there doing songs that we now know as legendary hits in some record company office and they're like not even paying attention to hey what are you going to get for lunch (laughs) and he's doing like an absolute hit (laughs) like what is going on but sometimes that's it you know that faith in yourself that commitment to to who you are and what you're going to do and you know when you make that happen and that's the thing man like when when people get to certain levels you just have to stand back and respect it. Yeah. Because whether it's Dre, Kanye, whoever, there were no's all along that pathway. There were people saying, you're not this, you're not that. And when they get it and make it, just respect it, man. Because it's incredibly difficult. Yeah. There's so many people that want to be rappers. There's a billion. A billion. There's a billion. There's a million in Orlando. There's a million in Orlando alone. Exactly. (laughs) And like 99% of them are going to get nowhere. Yeah. But, you know, the ones that make it, it's just like, yeah, you did it. Yeah. And that's great. But But the Joe Budden thing, I guess what I'd say, though, is like if Drake's DMing Joe Budden, and even if they have beef, it's a bad move. Because the, the the DMs are going to be screenshot, and they're going to be saved, and at the end of the day, they're probably not going to be flattering. <laughs> like you know, when you DM stuff, it's generally not flattering to you. Yeah. And you know, whether you're having a beef with somebody or shooting a shot at somebody, it's just not going to look good <laughs> in hindsight. Yeah. And so it's probably a bad move. I mean, if I'm Drake and I'm as talented as he is. I just drop an extra song and diss the crap out of Joe Budden. You can't touch. I mean, you can't touch that. It is what it is. It sounds good, and I eviscerated Joe Budden. He's done that in the past. But but that's that's the better move than the DMs for me. I, I think, just think I, I think they're similar. I, yeah. I I think they're similar. I think you just don't do either. Um, uh, he had the the best thing about Drake earlier in his career. He had this line, uh, "Diss me, you never hear a reply for it." And I think eventually he just said, "I guess fuck it, screw it. I just you know I'm just gonna come at." most of the you know prominent people who who have something to say about me yeah and um but and there's and a there's the a peer there's a place where that that drives business yeah you know t- i mean again taking shots at people dissing people like it gets attention it does it you does. know it gets views it gets clicks yeah yeah so it could be a part of this too yeah um it could be uh, the only thing uh, reason why i say it wouldn't be when you know 
forest or, or 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 whatever here in this case it's because of that 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 former relationship and how they they did diss each other on songs and things like that in the past yeah. and joe and again like and, and the things drake were saying were all true he had this long ig post where he was saying about how joe's music career failed and that's why he you know whatever he he does the things he does now and but he is you know that's what forced him to go into podcasts and things like that and Damn, said, you, you have all you these... think you think Babe Ups can make that post about you? <laughs> <laughs> Just recycle that. <laughs> I know, right? But um, but you know, and, and Joe is I, again. I love his podcast, but I didn't like him as an artist, and um, I didn't. And I, that Pump It Up song, I think, is one of the worst songs um, ever created in human history. <laughs> really? And uh, and what's unfortunate is that was the very first song I heard from Joe Budden. And what happens is I got to, you know, you get a bad taste. If the first thing you hear from somebody is is, is bad to you, yeah. you just don't go into and, and what everybody tells me, what people who like Joe Budden, they'll say, well, you have to go and listen to the other songs. And they always say, well, no. This, this, no it's, a, it's a hard, that's why, okay. Because <laughs> I do, this. somebody will mention like, hey, have you heard this artist? And I'll say, you know, no, if I haven't. And I'll say, give me their best song, but think about it. <laughs> Because that's important. Like, yeah. and, and, and the crazy thing is, more often than not, they screw it up. Yeah, they'll send me a song that's just not very good, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, "This is really the best song they got." <laughs> like, like this is not a good that's song. Man. You know, because that's the thing you want to you want to tap in and feel like you know, oh damn, I heard something. Right. You know, but people mess that up all the time, and I give them the warning because yeah. I know the power of that. Like, if that first thing is not good, it's so hard to give a second chance. It is, man. It's just like you're just like I don't really want. To, I don't want to have to listen to another three minutes of this person. <laughs> like this is too much. And now Drake saying he's gonna take a break. He's gonna take a break from music. By That's year, a so. big story to me. Like t- twofold. Like the fact that he's taking a break because part of his brilliance is not taking a break. Yeah. And I hate breaks. I'm not a break guy. And then you're announcing this like literally as you're promoting this album. Like, there's almost no lag. It just, to me, I don't get the move. I don't get the move. It's frustration. But you don't, like, From don't, lack of don't, love. don't give in to frustration. You, it's bad. Yeah. Don't give in to it. Stand on what you just did. And then, like, n- no artist needs to announce they're taking a break. You could just release this project and just not release something for and a while. And they just do, like, and, and, and that's what his contemporaries, that's what they do. And but and his contemporaries, they don't get any slack, any lack for it. We hear from Kendrick Lamar, like, every four years, <laughs> like a presidential <laughs> He's fucking... He's like, I prefer the Olympics, but, <laughs> <laughs> or the World Cup. <laughs> like, Let's keep the presidential stuff out. We don't hear from Kendrick on any, like, it's very rare, you know what I mean? Um, um, J. Cole, we will hear from, like, here and there from verses and things like that, but he's not dropping, he only drops an album, like, once every two to three years. Um, you know, like you said, Drake is the most active, and he doesn't get any credit for it. He only gets well, slack for it, you know? Um, he, he he may not get credit for it, but it's it's the reason he's as big as he is. Yeah. That's the reality. Like, people may criticize it, but it still made him the biggest there is. Because what he's done is unprecedented in musical history. Nobody's gone, what is it? Is it 10 years, maybe? Eight years? That's a while. I mean, hell, I went to the concert in 2016. So that's seven years, and he was already 
uh, on the map, yeah. you know. So it's probably close to 10 years. Like, nobody has ever done this. I mean, there was a period of time, like, before his time, when music was album-oriented. And, like, you know, literally, they would, it would be you know, a year or two years before a major artist drops an album. So the, the, the business wasn't structured the way it is now to allow this. But that is why his brand is as big as it is, is because he's been nonstop. Yeah. And I don't like I just don't like anything about the announcement. I don't like it on the heels of releasing new music. I don't like it if if it's kind of like this hey, I'm getting criticized, let me step away. And I don't like the tag of like uh for my health. Like don't put that out there. Yeah. What how does that what does that do? What's the benefit of putting your health out there? Yeah. I mean, whether you're sick as hell or not, like what is what is the commercial career benefit of putting that out there? Mm. No, I don't I understand it. I wouldn't have done either. Yeah. Wouldn't have done either. All right, here. Um what else did I have here? Uh do 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 You mentioned the NFL. NFL? We can go to you, NFL. You, you, you mentioned it. I'm merely following the script. <laughs> I wanted to do a uh so of course NFL is underway. Um, I've been losing a ton of money. Jeez. And um, got to give up on that gambling, man. I am. No, it's over. Don't you do enough gambling with unprotected sex? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't resist. Uh, so I want to do a top five, bottom five. Okay. My top five, bottom five teams. And and the reason is, of course, top five. Everyone does top five. We want to know who's top five teams in the league. But the bottom five is very interesting to me as well because – I'm I I've been I am and I've been on the Caleb train. I, I just I think this is I think he's next level. Every time I see him, I go up a step. Really? Um, I just I haven't seen Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> I haven't seen a prospect like him probably in my lifetime. What? That's serious. Yeah. Really? I, I, I'm I'm there now, and next week I don't know where I'll be. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, um, like it, because they did the Andrew Luck thing, and that was the the talk. He's a, he's a better prospect than Andrew Luck than me, than, to me. Just he just is. This guy is fucking amazing. And I called it last. I didn't call it. I got on the train. I got. I hopped on the train last year. Actually caught this train. <laughs> yeah, I caught this train. I didn't. I didn't create it or build it. But I, I caught the train last year, and I was like, yeah, this guy is, is awesome. He is amazing. And then boom, boom. Then moving into this year, th- that USC team is not good. They're not good. They're, the defense is. It's really, really bad. Okay, then he has he has, he does have a couple of weapons. He does, and the offensive line is 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 average to below average. That team is not good. Uh, that team is that team only because of Caleb. If Caleb was to go out for a week, they would get pummeled by damn near anybody. I, I'm I'm not off the Caleb train, but I but I will say, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. That's what you see. No. But what I'm, what I'm saying is Lincoln Riley has made quarterbacks look great. Oh, shit. He has. I mean, he, he has. It, they don't make them look like this. <laughs> Not like this. But I, my thing is, is, like, I'm an NFL guy in the sense that, you know, and I, I, I like Caleb Williams a lot. I think he's worthy of the top pick. And I think he's even worthy of consideration of teams that have young quarterbacks that, maybe aren't quite an absolute star to take him and, and jettison your current guy. I think he's that good. But I'm still a get in the NFL and show me guy. And I'm not saying he can't do it, but I'm I'm not ready to say, you know, best prospect ever 
until I see, you know, some performance in the NFL. There's only about three teams that I wouldn't take Caleb over. That I wouldn't t- that has a quarterback. That I, like, like, of course, Mahomes, Joe, Joe Burrow, and and that's that's <laughs> that's Looking fun suspect. to slip in every week. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and fucking. Um, and then it gets really tricky, man. Yeah, I would literally take Caleb Damn over every other quarterback in the league. Um, um, I you know, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, me- Josh Allen struggled with some consistency. Tua, again, the durability, and then a guy like Trevor Lawrence is interesting because he's young and yeah. he's talented. Yeah, and, but, and but do I, you I, still I, go with Caleb? Yeah, I still go, with Caleb. but. But I'm not. But here, but here, and here's here's the other reason why I think, and and almost like the Bears are the most likely team to end up with the top pick, and they have a young quarterback. But the biggest thing is, and I was talking to a coworker the other day, if you take Caleb, you reset the payment plan. Even if even if he's not that much better than who you've got, you reboot the payment plan. You get another three or four years of not paying a quarterback quarterback money to build your roster and have success. And so whether it is Justin Fields or whether it is, um, you know, uh, Sunshine down in Jacksonville, yeah. like there's an argument to be said, we take Caleb just because now we've got another three or four year window where we don't have to pay fair market value at a quarterback. And that's it. Yeah, unless you're a, a dumb, idiotic team like the Giants and you pay your incompetent quarterback early. Yeah. And then you're fucking stuck. Yeah, exactly. Um, what a fucking awful dumb move that was. Yeah. And everyone saw it except for the. That's except why I say I just don't know how some GMs. Yeah, they, they would have been better off bringing Chad Powers back. <laughs> like, come on, man. Who yeah. would fucking pay Daniel Jones that much yeah. money? Like, who? Well, when who, you had a chance well, to just at, look um, at the, I mean, franchise them. They're, they're, I mean, they're, the Cowboys are the same boat. They paid not, da- not the same as a Daniel Jones boat. At least, at, like, no, like, okay, I wouldn't have paid Dak the second. All right, whatever. here's the thing: you're you're both but. on the Titanic. <laughs> that that's it. Like you know, you can, oh, I prefer the third class, yeah. you know, or, uh, you know, VIP versus yeah. you know store stowage or whatever. Yeah. But no, you're in the same boat. You paid for a guy that ain't gonna win. Yeah. And now you're kind of you know stuck with that, and it affects your roster. It affects everything. Yeah. And, and everyone, I mean, like, again, go down the list. Cleveland, same thing. Uh, oh, uh, Cleveland the, uh, Arizona, is, is same fun. thing. Like, all the, arguably the, the, the Ravens are. I mean, Lamar's not played very well. He's not, but he's not the problem. Uh, May not be the problem, but again, the now the money's tied up there. Yeah, yeah. And but, to fix, here's the yeah. problem. You don't, if you're the overpaid quarterback, and by overpaid, I mean this. If you're making first-tier money, but you're not carrying a franchise, if you're not absolute elite, you're a, you're, you're a cancer in your team. And the reason why is because, okay, we can say, well, maybe you're playing okay, but we've got other problems on the roster. Well, guess why you can't fix those other problems? Because you got all this money tied up in one position. You sound like me now. Remember no, I, I, I believe this. I, yeah, yeah. You're right about this. Yeah. And, and, it's, and again, it's, it's you know, how much better are you than a replacement-level player at the position? 
and there's ve- and, I mean, and that's, just, a, that's a Lamar the, thing. The reality is there is very few guys that are true elite performers. It's only, it's only a handful. It's only a handful. And and I look at the Lamar thing. For example, so last week uh, they lost uh, a game. As a matter of fact, they were the only team that lost in my parlay. <laughs> it lost me like six hundred dollars, uh, you know. And Lamar, the problem in that game was his receivers dropped like an absorbent amount of passes, right? And when I look at it, I say, okay, so you got Kansas City, like their receivers, you know, like you know, they drop a lot of passes. They're like number one or two in drop passes. Um, they have a lot of um, either just bad receivers or young, very young and experienced. The difference is, it's just like you said, Mahomes is that is, is one of those guys. He can just overcome that, and it's it's like, how can a quarterback overcome receivers dropping wild and passes? I don't fucking know. He just does. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> like it, it, like watch the games. Yeah, like yeah, these yeah. guys, Tony. I don't think he's caught a pass all fucking year. <laughs> like like it. these guys drop passes left and right, but some kind of way, he just he makes. He makes those winning plays, and they're edging. They're winning these close games because he's that 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 po- that you know plus multiplier. You know, and yeah. where, where to affect what Lamar hasn't been. Now, now to Lamar Jackson's credit, he hasn't been the reason. There are other reasons um, why they have been losing these close games. But but there, yeah. But but, but, but there's know. like th- that's the like. <laughs> There's very few guys, and again, it's a popular narrative now. Like you look at the Patriots' struggle, and they don't have a quarterback, and, and it's yeah, and it's it's literally enhancing Tom Brady. Like, how is he able to do this? And for the, the majority of his career, the Patriots cycled like second tier bargain basement dudes around him, and they always won. And then the one or two year gap period when he had elite, you know, Randy Moss, he like he put up outrageous. historic seasons. Yeah. Unfortunately, the reality of football is that Pat Mahomes has already had that time with the elite talent. And you know, pretty much for the balance of his career, he's going to be trying to cobble games together like this. And what you see is, and the, the way they play is different. They don't drill people. They kind of cobble around and, and overcome yeah. drop passes. And then you have 15 at the end of the game. And more often than not, he's going to manufacture drive, find a way to, to get a possession that wins a game for you. Lamar Jackson is in the same place, but he's just not that good. He's not Pat Mahomes good, where he can just find a way to grind. I mean, they lose a game by a one score to the Steelers, who are really struggling. And it's like, you know, what did you need to win? Maybe one more scoring drive? Maybe one more time-consuming drive? A couple first downs? You gotta find a way. You gotta find a way, man. You gotta find a way. Yeah. And that's that's what this comes down to. I mean, it's what I mean. The, the and again, the truly elite dudes. That's what they do. And you want to hold out? You want to cry? And you want to? And and and, and 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 hey, and you got it, man. You got all the money. You did it. Uh, congratulations. Secured the bag. <laughs> you did it, man. <laughs> but but you gotta know what's the result of it. Yeah. I mean that's a. Well, and it know. goes back. I I don't always agree with him, but Shady McCoy makes good points. He goes, what receiver in the history of football has said, I want to go play with Lamar? That's telling. That's he, telling. Yeah, his two best receivers he ever had left. One left for less money. And, that, that's, and it tried to make it seem like, oh, well, it's because he has a relationship with that coach. But that means something. Yeah. He left for less money than the Baltimore Ravens was offering him. Right. I mean, come on. No, that, that is, I mean, that, it, you know, it's, it is telling of something, you know. 
it doesn't mean that he's garbage, but it does tell you something. Yeah. All right, let's get to my uh, uh, my top five teams. This is going to be very um, easy here. All right, uh, I'm gonna go one through five, um, just because I didn't have a, a ton of time to. Prepare. Well, that would that would be top five, <laughs> just like the segment. Normally, people go five through one for. Oh, for, do they for, for, for dramatic effect? For dramatic effect. Oh, okay. Uh, number one, I'm gonna go with the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers. They're just the best team in football. Um, they they destroyed the Cowboys, which I think both of us enjoyed. Yes. Um, and, uh, they took them apart. Uh, you know, Brock Purdy, a seventh round pick, uh, just been a fucking marvel. Um, these last two years, uh, anything outside of injury, he's been uh, really, really good. Um, you can call him a sister quarterback. You can call him whatever you want to call him, but you have to call him a winner. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> a winning quarterback of the best uh, team in football right now. Okay. Um, uh, n- n- number two, what I'm going to do here is I, 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 I'm going to go Chiefs. Um, and and the, the reason, of course, is because of Mahomes. Um the the one game that they did lose is where they just didn't have anybody. It was the first game of the season. Um, you know, he they, he was missing his best um, player on offense that he has, which is Kelsey, and he was missing his best player on defense, which is Chris Jones. All right. Um, also Nick Bolton, um, which is their best linebacker. So missing a lot, and and still that was a one possession game to the Detroit Lions. Well, that and and the the one possession arguably was the the pick six off of the through the hands of his own guy. The, the, the perfectly placed to... drop pass to Tony, which, uh, yeah, um, which I would have cut. Just he couldn't even have gotten the plane that <laughs> night home. Um, so you think about that. They're four and one. And, um, you know, he has an offensive lineman who has the most fucking penalties in the league. Now, now, and, and that should drop them down a bunch, but, but, but they're still winning. And they're the, the defending Super Bowl champion. So I have them at number two. All right. Come in at number three. Is a team that I don't fully believe in this year, but they're still undefeated, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, now this is this is not a standings like okay, just a standings top five. But one thing about the Eagles, they were in the Super Bowl last year. Okay, the, the, they they just they haven't been as prolific on offense or defense, and um, that can lead to because their offensive and defensive coordinator left to get head coaching jobs this year. Yeah. Um, you got to think about that. And they're, they're each game, they're getting stronger. Each game, it looks like they're becoming the Eagles of last year. So you just have to keep that in mind. Um, but now they do have some games coming up, man. Um, you know, they, they still have to play Miami. They have to play Kansas City, Buffalo, 49ers. So we're going to find out a lot about – um, and of course, the Cowboys twice. We're gonna find out a lot about the Eagles coming up, and we'll see if they, you know, what, what they look like then, especially against the 49ers, um, because that's the only team standing in the 49ers' way on the um, East Coast there, uh, NFC side. All right. Uh, so that's number three. Number four is where it gets um, a little tricky for me here, um, as I, as I'm going through. I will still have to side with Miami. Now, every year in the NFL. There's going to be roughly two games um, from from good NFL teams where you just look at the end of the day and you're like, what the hell happened here? <laughs> you know, and that's the Buffalo game is the first game for Miami. It's like, what the hell happened here? Yeah. All right. Um, and so that's the only game they lost. It's, it's, it's just a throwaway game. You just have to do it. They have a prolific offense, uh, uh, average to below average defense. Um, but, you, but you have to place them there, um, especially after Buffalo – Looks so dominant in that game, then comes out and wets the bed the very next week against Jacksonville. They're just an inconsistent team. All right, so 
Yeah, you know? don't don't underestimate um, you know, big emotional game with Miami. Yeah. And then travel to London. Yeah. That's the, you know, and the Jaguars have been there for a full week. Yeah. And and you know, set up in, in there. I'm not. I mean, it was a poor performance by the Bills. I'm not dismissing that. Uh, but by the same token, um, I almost would have preferred if Miami had a throwaway game against a different opponent, mm. because the Bills being a division rival and being a potential playoff it opponent, means something. it has meaning. It yeah. it, it, it would have psychologically been significant to go up to Buffalo, play well, and the circumstances were right because you're going up to Buffalo in September. Not in the you know the deep cold, and I thought that that was really a lost opportunity for the Dolphins. But but I agree with you. My top four and yours are are in harmony. Yeah, and 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 similar to the other team, we still somewhat you know early in the season. Um, so similar to the Eagles, we're going to find out a lot about Miami as well as they as they have um uh, you know the Eagles, Kansas City, um, uh, Buffalo again. Buffalo is the last game of the season, and and I really hope that game is going to have meaning, um, because you you want to see if Miami can bounce back, and that's going to be home in Miami. Yeah. All right. All right. So, and number five, you know, you I, I have to go with Detroit here. You know, that's crazy. I my top five is exactly the same. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I I think you have to go with Detroit here. You don't we don't want to dismiss them. The only game they've lost is a tough game to Seattle, which Seattle is a, is, is a top what seven or eight team, you know, and that was a one possession game that they lost there. Um, now they haven't played a ton of teams that are are, are really good, uh, um, but 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 they're winning these games. All right. They're they're stacking wins and stacking confidence. Yeah. And it's a team that that believes in itself, and that's getting affirmed every week. And uh, you know it's a team definitely on the rise, and that's why I think you, you definitely I feel comfortable putting them there. Now the difference between Detroit and all these other teams, they have a really favorable schedule. I mean, I mean, uh, you think about it, they they play they play Carolina, Green Bay, Atlanta, Seattle, and Kansas City, right? Those are four of those teams are you know average to whatever below average. Coming up, I mean, you got the Ravens, the the the, the Las Vegas Raiders. Chargers, Bears twice, Packers again, Saints, Denver, Minnesota twice, Dallas. That's the schedule. Yeah. Tell me one game you're afraid Detroit could lose. They they, they they feel like last year's Eagles. <laughs> yeah. They do. The schedule, I mean, they've got off to a good start, and the schedule lines up pretty well. Down the it's a very yeah. similar situation. Yeah. So, you know, you know Detroit's going to be a playoff team. And um, we'll look to see what they can do in the playoffs, especially with some confidence behind them. Now. The bottom five. The bottom five. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is uh, also really simple, but uh, also I'm going to throw the the Caleb uh, component in there. Um, The the very worst team um, in the league, I'm actually going to go with Arizona here. Okay. Really? They don't have the worst record. Um, but I think they're the worst team. Now, they do have the one win there against Dallas, right? And uh, so that's why a lot of people probably wouldn't put them last, but that's the Dallas Cowboys. I wouldn't put them last for a couple reasons. But, I don't think there was a big expectation for success. They can look at this stretch and say, we don't have Kyler Murray, whether you like him or not. It has an excuse to what they, they are accomplishing. I don't think for those two reasons that they are as mentally – destroyed as the two teams I would put below them no but if I were them I would 
tank severely tank the rest of the season. Well, Kyler okay. wouldn't see the the, the 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 skin of daylight. If if we're saying, you know, likelihood to tank, I thought we're just looking at the, where the, are the we worst, at this moment? Teams. Bottom five teams. I'm keeping no. Uh, I'm keeping the. This is the, the Caleb, sweepstakes. Okay. Bottom five. Okay. Caleb sweepstakes. Bottom five. And I think Arizona is the the prime team to where I think they can benefit from from this from Caleb the most because they made a mistake with Kyler. Yeah. They were kind of forced to do it. Yeah. Okay. You can trade. You can, Kyler still has value. Right, so you can trade Kyler and that contract. You can still do it. All right, don't let him play this year. Don't let anybody see him. His, his good tape is on tape. You can watch him. Give us it, whatever you got. Third round pick, fourth round pick. What you got for us? <laughs> you get that. You can supplement that on your defense. You take Caleb with your number one pick. I think Arizona benefits the most from Caleb. All right. Uh, uh I would go with Carolina next. Okay, Carolina is a um, a, a, a bad team. They they fight a little more, okay. They've had some clo- closer losses. Um, I mean, I know they just got blown out last week by Detroit, but you know they had some close losses to New Orleans and 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 Minnesota and things like that. Uh, but Carolina is a team where they, of course, they just Caleb could come in and just start day one. They don't have. <laughs> but any, again, they're um, in that weird position of they they literally just took the t- top pick quarterback. Yeah, and you'd be in a position of moving on from that player in one year. But they could trade him. I mean, you can, but yeah, it's it's an interesting situation. Okay, uh, the Giants, they're awful. See, my bottom two are the Giants and Denver, because I think those those two teams are the biggest shit show in football. The thing about Denver, Denver's after the Giants for me as uh, four. So, the Giants, we know what the issue is there. They're a bad team. They they we talked about they you know paid Daniel when they shouldn't have paid him. They can draft Caleb and um and the hope you, I don't th- I don't think you could trade uh, Daniel. The hope there is that you can house because of Caleb will be a relatively on a yeah. cheaper deal. You can house the two quarterbacks, keep Daniel as a backup, an uh, over expensive backup. Yeah, but you exhaust all all your things to try to trade uh, Daniel. And you just move on from there, but that's not an ideal situation for Caleb. Uh, it's not, you know, not no, no, they, they don't have a lot of offensive talent. Um, and you Although they got to turn Hyatt loose on offense. Mm. Me and Peyton Manning were talking about that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not giving him chances. He, he's, he's, he's barely explosive. getting on the field, yeah, and he's yeah. explosive he's guy. Explosive and like now. again, when you don't have a whole lot of talent, like why not get a guy out there that, that can take the top off of defense? Now Denver is interesting in the Caleb Sweet Stakes because after next year. Um, you can cut um, Russell with less financial ramifications on your team. All right, um, but of course he's on that he's on a massive deal now. Also, not an ideal situation for Russell because I mean for Caleb. Denver is just Denver is a really bad team. Their defense is awful. They don't have a lot of weapons on offense as far as what we thought was weapons. I thought Jerry Judy was good. He's not. He hasn't been good this year. I, I, yeah, I mean I don't know. Like again, you, you have. Judy and, and Cortland Sutton were both guys that were kind of highly regarded coming yeah. in. And Cortland has been and, and a, the year. production for neither has been overwhelming. But like since Russ has been there, it's been so dysfunctional that like you know. But it's twofold: are those guys not the players we thought they were, or 
to what extent has their development been compromised by being in this dysfunctional offense? You know, if they were in a better situation, better quarterback, better system, would they be further along developmentally as NFL wide receivers Very than they are now? I, I, to me, it's hard to believe they wouldn't. You know, we like the talent in the draft. The te- you know, there was nothing, no significant, you know, red flags on either one. Nobody was saying Randy Moss was getting drafted, but there was talent there, and it hasn't flourished at all. It hasn't. Now, Russell hasn't been awful this year. Like, he was yeah, awful last moments, year. Yeah. He's been, like, been okay to, to decent. He's been decent this year. I think the big, I think that Peyton and, and Russ don't like each other. Yeah. And I think that, and I, I alluded to this several weeks ago, I think Peyton realized he didn't like this team once he got into it. That's why he fired the shots at Hackett's work last year. That's why he's fired shots at Russ. And he's built in all the excuses. He laid the you know the foundation or planted the seeds for you know of this failure on things other than himself. And so in a lot of ways, like Caleb Williams would be like the holy grail for him. It'd yeah. be a lifeline in Denver. They 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 do. But you know. but again, I think good for Denver. Really bad for Caleb. I would not want to touch Denver if I was if I was Caleb. Um, that means that you don't think much of Sean Payton. It means I don't I don't I like that team is going to be bad for a little while. There is too many holes to fill, and you still have that Russell contract to deal with. But nobody's going to trade for Russell. You, but you, that, you that said price. after this year that he could they could get after rid of him next year. So oh, you, one more year. So, yeah, yeah. After okay, one okay, more okay, year. Okay. After one more year. Okay. And even then, you're still going to lose money, just not in the absorbent amount. For sure. Um, and, no. and, 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 and so, you, so you look at the next two or three years where you really can't um, put a lot around, and you lost draft picks. Like you, you lost draft picks uh, trading for Russell. You know what this is setting up for? <laughs> What's that? 2025. Dion to Denver <laughs> with Shador. Watch out for it. Yeah. Um. My last team on the bottom five. Um, I have to go out, Minnesota for for a couple of reasons. It's not that Minnesota is such a bad team. It's just that this is the ideal situation for Caleb. This is where Caleb wants to be. They're one and <laughs> they're one and four. What Minnesota needs to do is trade Kirk Cousins yesterday. He did trade Kirk Cousins. The Jets want him. Let him Jets have him for whatever price. I don't give a fuck. If you only get a six-round pick, so be it. <laughs> Let him take Kirk. Give, give him away for a, a, a complete set of cones for yes. practice. <laughs> if you didn't notice, they just bought in um, your your former – he's the Florida State quarterback, right? Um, Who? Uh, 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 oh, man. What's his name? Um, they bought him in. They, they're going to um, – who the Minnesota? Yeah, uh, they just bought him in yesterday. Um, uh, I'm gonna get it. Give me one second here. I saw the name. I, I'm pretty sure it's Florida State. I'm not 1,000 percent sure. We don't have any any quarterbacks. Co- uh, no, no, no. It's Texas. I'm sorry. Uh, Colt McCoy. All right. <sighs> so they bring in Colt McCoy and um, a couple of others um, uh, um, to work out, and they're looking to sign. I think that's a sign for hey, we're gonna look we'll to move Kirk. Move Kirk Cousins, yeah. Bring a, a yeah. veteran in that we're not going to. It's going to lose games. He's known for losing games, um, but they won't be able to blame us because he is a veteran, and and we're just going to tank. When you well, you're without Justin Jefferson for a couple of weeks. Come on, man. Yeah. And then you can extend that. And Caleb played with Jordan Addison last year. Boom, boom. 
I mean, just yeah. this is where I want Caleb to go. If I, I'm a Caleb guy, I want yeah, him away from Mahomes. I want him in the NFC. I only want Mahomes <laughs> to see him once a year, and that's the Super Bowl. <laughs> if that. I want him over there. I want him to dominate. And Minnesota is, they do have a good, they have a a promising football team if they can just get Caleb in there. Then you, 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 then you, you know. You, you well, I mean, you like the receivers. I mean, yeah. Je- Jefferson's as good as anybody in football. Hawkinson. And Hawkinson's solid. And uh, and Jordan Addison's shown some, some promise. Get your, so get you, your uh, new defensive coordinator in there. Spend some money on defense. You have yeah. Caleb. You got you have extra money. To spend. I do. I do like the Kirk Cousins, and I, and I think Kirk Cousins would be good for the Jets. Yeah. And I and I I still kind of like this Jets team. I don't want them to to languish. No, no. They're still and Kirk can do some good over there. Yeah. This is a win, win, win all across the board. Yeah. I like it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let, uh, uh, well, and also just just, just some general NFL notes. I mean, we kind of touched some things there. Um, uh, Thursday night football, we have Kansas City and Denver. Um, well, Russell and Mahomes they've been playing nice in the news. Um, basically, they have an established beef. Or... <laughs> does Pat have a beef with anybody? That's a good question. Well, I, I think he does. No, he's cool. Does maybe, anybody maybe... have beef with anybody in the league? Really, like real beef? Uh, yeah. The 49ers and Cowboys are starting. I mean, yeah, yeah. A, I guess that's an old rivalry, if you will. But yeah. these players are kind of keeping up with it, with the um, Parsons yeah. saying. Uh, Parsons is a talkative guy. He's a talkative guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's good for the Cowboys. No. Well, I mean, you have Dak. It's not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Play the part, yeah. That's what it comes down to. You have Dak Prescott as your guy. Yeah. And he's not the guy. We've And we've been saying it forever. Since the initial radio show. Forever. And, and you get guys on here like Wood and other cowboy guys <laughs> yeah. call in, and they're like, no, it's it's, it's not them. It's, it's Jerry picking the play. No, it's not him. It's the coach. It's the coordinator. The, the funny thing. Court. Every the, year is something new the, other the, than that. The funny thing is with cowboy fans is that, like, I can know cowboy fans without knowing the person all that well. Other people, I actually have to know them pretty well to know their team preferences. But Cowboy fans just have a way of being out there that, like, you know, just passive aggressive in their social media. Yeah. That you know who they are. Like, most other people, I don't know. Like, I, I know you, I know the Chiefs. But people that I casually know, I don't know who their favorite team is all that often. Yeah. But Cowboy fans, there's a bunch of people I know gently. And I know that they're Cowboy fans <laughs> because of their posts and stuff. But yeah, I mean, like, they're, like, they're like George Ke- George Kittle said, "Fuck the Cowboys." <laughs> that was awesome. That is, that is. No, I want like if he didn't have a good game, does that shirt never make an appearance? Of course, yeah. If he went like you know one catch for eight yards, <laughs> that shirt ain't going out. <laughs> I may be like maybe walking off the field if if the, if if the 49ers won, the, won, the score still but okay. but Kittle didn't personally play particularly That's well. Yeah, saying. absolutely, That's what I absolutely. Uh, yeah, so you got that beef there. Yeah, but we we talked about that. I mean, the 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 fans are slowly coming along. Hey, that may not be the guy. Yeah, but it's no maybe. In but it. Shady he's McCoy is on our side. Oh yeah, he's another. He's oh he's been ripping Dak for years. Yeah, he's he's just not any good. Yeah, you know he he had one like back in the preseason like, um, I think it was Diggs in practice like picked Dak off and he's just like, you know like called him you you know you bitch ass. <laughs> whatever and he goes <clears throat> shady's like you know <clears throat> I, I played with josh allen i played with tom brady i played with pat mahomes it goes there's nobody on the team there's nobody 
working for the organization at any level, in any capacity. There's not a janitor whose lips could form up to say the words bitch ass to any of those other guys. (laughs) If it's true. I mean, there's a truth to that. You know, that's the truth to that. Like, you know, know, when you respect something, like there's shit talk, you know, but when you respect that other person, like it doesn't go to that place. It really doesn't. You know, it'd it'd go to more of like a playful thing. But when you call somebody a bitch ass, like that's different. That's I don't respect you. Yeah. You know, that's like and especially in practice, I'm literally frustrated with you. That I'm getting this pick because <laughs> I, you know, like you're gonna give this to somebody else too. Yeah. When it matters. This was too easy. You know, that's that's the thing, man. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what that's. They're in a tough situation too. You kind of gotta ride the Dak thing out. Uh, it's unfortunate for them. <laughs> uh, but that's just what you have to do over there, man. Um. Yeah, it, it was weird because they kind of caught that break in the middle of last year with that Cooper Rush guy. You know, but, you know, then they brought Dak back and immediately played him and have really lived to regret it. And I don't know. I mean, is Cooper Rush still the backup? Like, I don't know. Did he have, like, a well, bad camp? They got or? Trey over there, too. But so yeah, they brought Apparently, Trey Cooper yeah. is still second string, and Trey yeah. is, like, the developmental third string. Yeah. That's, Did you give that's Trey wild. a run soon? Well, no. Nah, I mean, the, the way the season goes. I mean, the Cowboys are still – figure to be a playoff team yeah, yeah, yeah. and so as long as that's in front of you and Dak's healthy you you really have to kind of just yeah, ride, ride the hand you're dealt if if they either hit a decline where the the performance kind of takes him out of the playoff picture or he has legitimate injury um that takes him off the field then i think you you do now if it's like a one or two game injury like last year and you're still in contention you probably go with cooper rush but if Dak were to have like a season-ending injury, I really think that probably tips the scales to Trey and see if he got anything there, because you don't know. They have an interesting three-game stretch here coming up with the Chargers, Rams, and Eagles. You know, the Rams are interesting. Um, people thought they were going to be like bad, they're really bad c- coming off of last year, but they're getting more healthier. And then they have the two receivers that just came out of the blue nobody yeah. thought of Pua and Nakua and, and, and he's been and, great and Atwell yeah Atwell um, was and, on the team a year last year right uh, yeah and then of course Cooper is bringing him back now. yeah, yeah. yeah so, so you know they're, they're, they're looking into and the, and and the, I, the charge is always going to be a tough team to and I, I still think I mean I think Sean McVay is a pretty good football coach too yeah I, I didn't I wasn't on the thing that they would be bad oh the Rams yeah yeah because I, I do have a lot of faith in, in Sean McVay I mean it frustrates the crap out of me that every year we have to talk about him maybe retiring <laughs> at 37 yeah. you know but the dude can coach football. And, and that's my biggest issue with him retiring or if that's what he does because I think he's too talented to retire. Like, give us what you have. And I'll be frustrated if he if he does that prematurely. But I, I thought the Rams would be okay because of him. And um, when you find a couple of young receivers, that really makes it a lot really easier to be okay. It really makes it a lot easier. <laughs> uh, coach, coach says uh, traditionally the Dolphins struggle with Buffalo. Yeah. 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 And that's why to me if you that's why if you had an outlier game against like the Rams, you know, if you just go play the Rams and crap the bet, I I feel way better about it. I think there is a psychological burden with the Bills because there has been a lack of success that that gave that game a little bit more significance to crap the bet up there. Yeah. Well that's our time for today. Uh don't have a guest schedule just yet for next week. Um but we'll find one. But doing homecoming. 
Cookman Homecoming is this 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 week. All right. On uh, this weekend, so may have some stories there. All right. And uh, we'll get going. Maybe. Back to back wild weekends for you. Yeah, man. You still up for it? Living the life. No. <laughs> it's very tiring, man. La- oh, hey, for the record, last time you went to homecoming, you seemed to be on the cusp of being involved in a swing party. Yeah. <laughs> for me, for the fans, don't fuck this up this year. They're running it back. The same yeah. party is going Well, down. you need to run that one to the end. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Part of the problem is I was, you know, I was dolo, solo. A lot of my a lot of my old college roommates didn't come down last year. They're coming down this year. Oh, I was going to say. The, say wild, it, the wild guys are it, in town. In terms of being at a swing party, being solo might not be the worst thing in the world. It's not. It, but it's not like a natural swing party. It's not like a, <laughs> it's not, a, it's, uh, it's not, you know. You were born admission pretty early. <laughs> That was but it was, uh, and, it, but, and it was surprising. I didn't know that was. Yeah, well, now you know. <laughs> that was your mulligan. <laughs> that was the mulligan, right? <laughs> Catch you guys next week. All right, we're out. <laughs>